This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. New scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, Jason Taylor's on the hunt for a new coaching gig on the proviso. There's no stairs out the front or cutlery in the back. Robbie Farah finally cracks the code on winning a milestone game. Don't play for the West Tigers. Too much focus on the Big Four off the field leads to a Big 4-0 on the field. Plus, we look back on all the other action from Round 3 of the 2017 NRL season. All that and more on this All Tigers All Decline special edition (laughs) this week in League. Welcome to episode 247 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you going, my man? Mate, very happy that I'm not a West Tigers fan. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's like... More than usual. Yeah. <laughs> what is best in life, Gordon? <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, Big week in Tiger Town. Is, uh, we had our first soccer game this, uh, on last Saturday. Mm. That was interesting. Kids won training session. Nice. Under their belt. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it was like herding cats, but it's good that it seems to be the standard of the competition. So. Was there much difference between yeah. the first, you know, under six or under seven soccer game that you could tell from a professional AFL game in terms of there is a ball and a group of people on like top of it? Like seagulls on a hot chip. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it was pretty much it was, it was pretty much like that. Yeah, well done. Good stuff. The, the halftime instructions were, you know your teammates' names, so... <laughs> So call out, call out to them because, and don't get in front of them. Don't take the ball. <laughs> One, the, the the big the big innovation from a sports science perspective that uh, that we're going to implement for next week is that at halftime. One of the one of the kids uh, back one of the kids' dad um, owns a restaurant and and a catering arm to the restaurant as well. Yep. So the spreads, fantastic. The, fruit, the assorted fruit is tremendous, and after the game. He's got like a you know, set of sandwiches and bread rolls for the parents with like more adult flavors, and then he's got ones for the kids. Like, guys, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, nice. However, we need to, we need some more sports science into it because the fruit at halftime is not cutting it. Uh, the fade outs, really? The, these kids aren't well because the, the, there's some like Hill who hasn't hasn't played before ever, and then there's some that have come up from like the lower you know mm. age groups. But no matter what, I mean the 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 lower ages they play across the field. So yeah, the field yeah. the field's shorter, and they play way less time. Yeah. And so for, even for them, despite playing before, it's still like double the length game or whatever. So they're playing for like forty minutes. So um, fade bad. Yeah, like they Golden State. They they Golden State did it. Oh, ouch! Surrendered a three-one lead. Yeah, we. Uh, um, so yeah, the, the sports science, fucking lollies at halftime. Boom! Gonna give them some lollies so they got that extra, so that the second half doesn't fade out. <laughs> Might even give them lollies before they go on as they interchange in the second half. Yeah, that's probably not, you know, that's a lot of sugar in little see, bodies. They, but they only got to last 20 minutes, see? So if it lasts them 10... Yeah, but if, if, there was, if there was a sugar-free way to do it... Well, I mean... Like give them half a bag of Milford. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, so, so that's, that's, yeah. The, that's what we're going to try next week because otherwise, I mean, oh, there was some fucking cracking goals scored. Yes, we, we had the first... First game of the footy season. Yep. Last weekend, same thing. Yep. They've they up the field size now under elevens. They play, I think it, it's eighty meters length. How do they? How do they? Uh, 
they so just, they actually they played on a full size field they, and then just played, bring it in. Yeah, played on yeah. a full size field and, and they take it in, in ten yeah. at each end. Yep. Uh, and they bring the sidelines in five. Okay. So that it makes that's it pretty wide. Eight, many, eighty many, by sixty three. And they have they have full like they have thirteen on the field at the time. I think so. Because these guys, these games are these games yeah. only have seven. I think so. Seven and a goal or just seven. No, D, D had an, an absolute cracker. Yeah. It was pissing down with rain. Like, like absolutely that, pissing down with rain. Worst case scenario for parents. Best case scenario for yeah. kids though. How um, fun is it though? When you remember as a kid, was pissing down with rain. Yeah, and you're diving for like, a try for ten meters out, and you're like, <laughs> water's going. Poof, everything else. Fuck, tremendous. But, but in honor of his favorite player, is this Legitti's favorite player or Legitti's favorite player? Really? He was standing in tackles, wrap around offloads. <laughs> I think 20% of them went to ground. <laughs> so, so you say Adam Cuffinson is his favourite player? No, so. no, no, no. Because no. he also missed 10 tackles. <laughs> Still Adam Cuffinson. <laughs> well, I guess he you know, didn't didn't go and... But he's uh, actually skinny, though. Go and deny so, yeah, so, a skinny white yeah. kid. Um, be- beautiful flick pass out the back, two try assists. Yeah. Um... But absolute fucking coach killer of a kid. <laughs> is it just killer. because he hasn't yet figured out how to, when the offload isn't on? But it's not quite. When it's yeah, not quite just on. like his yeah, favourite player. Just like his favourite player. <laughs> so. And um, yeah. And how many missed tackles? Wasn't that many. Wasn't as many as no, his favourite player. Yeah, no, Bryce. <laughs> he actually uh, completed some tackles. So yeah. It, um, so what you need to do is like a best of thing. You need to actually make some super cut Bryce Cartwright. Footage, <laughs> just showing that <laughs> it's like the ones when the offload sticks, yeah, and it's like timed. <laughs> or you do the reverse and just say and like, just "Don't do this." Yeah, never, ever, 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 ever. So, yeah, it's good. Good to be back at the kids' sport. It is. It's good, it's good fun. I can't wait till it cools down a bit, though. It's still fucking hot. Felt sorry for the little fuckers on yeah. Saturday morning. I don't know when you when you guys play. Sunday. It, did, oh, it was a Saturday morning. It was like raining. Nine nine o'clock game. I think. Yeah, it wasn't raining on Saturday. Um, it's hot as fuck. You you wait you wait till you get a ten o'clock game before yeah, we get It's nine thirty this weekend, and yeah. that's gonna, we already can already tell just how much extra heat's going to be involved there. Yeah. Hope it's raining. Nice and again, they might fucking call it off. It's raining too. It is soccer. Yeah, it is soccer, and they're not yeah. fucking. They're not, you know, not the hardiest of. A kid has a hurt feeling. Exactly. Can't play. Oh, this is the worst. This is the worst. The worst thing for junior sport, though. Like I, I want I want Killian to watch soccer. And you know, just like watch how you know the good, yep. the good players do it, right? That's it. But I don't want him to learn that fucking bullshit they carry on with because, man, it's already in it. It's already in them. Yeah. To overstate, like, yeah. Oh, kids getting carried off, like, oh fuck. <sighs> there th- I think there three kids on our team got got butchered, mm. and they got. Bu- I mean, they don't. They never blow the whistle in this. Yeah, you because know, they're so little. They, 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 yeah. they, they. It's if it was in, if it were Premier League. Straight reds, yeah. But because they're little, they're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be right. Bones are flexible. <laughs> <laughs> but oh man, the kids. Oh, I need to get. To, I remember when I played baseball as a kid. We um had to spray like I don't know even what was like Mister Magic like you know, ice cooling spray. Yeah, you know? and like that used to be the shit. Like you get you get cracked like you get cracked with the pitch in the rib cage. <laughs> All good, hundred percent. You're back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no tears, nothing. You're great. Love but, it. Uh, need need to get some of that shit as well because oh man. Kids are like the kids are dramatic enough at that age anyway. And I don't want them to learn anything off actual grown ass people and think that that's the way to. They end up. They end up in. like Josh Dugan. Yeah, exactly. Although you know, allegedly, I mean, apparently he his brains were scrambled. I don't know. <sighs> 
judging by that Instagram post, I didn't put that down to talk about, but it just reminds me. What the fuck? <laughs> Instagram post. Mm. Who was who? Who was the original one? It was just some some rando or. Who was the original post with the the Xanax? Yeah, with all the Xanax. I don't know. And um, and Dugan replies and said, "I, oh, you know," and he, he tagged like Paul Vaughan or something. Yeah, like, like two thousand thirteen. This is my two thousand thirteen. Yeah, like yeah, okay, mate. Nice one. Good. Uh, welcome to the new listeners. Uh, had a couple. We sort of put it out there. Like, how did you find the show? And to be honest, I still haven't gotten a satisfactory answer as to what the possible massive up- uptick would be. But I uh, had a couple of people, though, um, revealing their, their origin stories. And uh, we've got uh, Dave, who's at Soma Might Say, S-O-M-A-M-I-G-H-T-S-A-Y. New listener, expat in Taipei. Yeah, nice Google Rugby League podcast found two sweary fellows who talk 20% league, 80% bullshit. Love it. Fantastic. Uh, maybe, may possibly the first, well, uh, certainly the first resident Taipei listener. Yes. If anyone else wants to lay claim to Taipei. To downloading and listening in Taipei first. The only yeah. person possible, I think Sam would be the only one to try, but I don't think he's, he's even been there. He's done a lot of no. countries. No. But, uh... No. Yep. Captain Awesome Source. At Matty Donaldson with one T. New listener to the pod, just Googled it for train trips. Love banter and easy listening. Just funny as shit. Glad I found it. I'm glad you found it too. Thank you, sir. Good stuff. Put and us that, on your speaker on the train. Because if there's one thing I love, <laughs> it is tweets from people when they accidentally do that or they're listening to it in the car and someone gets in, <laughs> like their wife or, or like some someone even worse. Because like, wives, can t- they can tend to be understanding. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, I'll turn that shit off. Yeah. Like, if it's like your boss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, but, you know, back in the good old days, there was the odd occasion where, you know, the, the wife would jump in my car to go out somewhere with the kids, yeah. and the Bluetooth was hooked up, and I was yeah. halfway through an app, and there was some, that would happen some in one choice of, times. That would happen in one of the, well, I can't remember which one of our cars would be, but one where you had to, this is before we had a car that had, like, the Bluetooth connectivity, so you had, you'd have the USB, yeah, and you'd plug it in. Oh, yeah, cable, yeah. And you plug it in, and and the... And, as soon as you plug it in, the phone it, it would in, the, the phone would go to straight to like and um, just iTunes start and just start play the yeah. first thing on iTunes. And I don't have because I, I've got all, all my stuff through Spotify. Don't have anything on iTunes, but for some reason there's some old oh, like episode fifty three or something of this show <laughs> somewhere lurking in the back <laughs> back passages of the of the phone somewhere, and so it just pops up. It's just like fuck it. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ! Still to this day, I have no idea where. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some ghost episode. There's nothing listed in my in my iPod nice. section of the phone, but maybe it's some like you know Westworld. Oh, it's it's some yeah, thing exactly twist. Some weird weird shit in the car. Yes. Man. Like, yeah, back in the day. Uh, e underscore rascals. In reference to how did peace find the pod? The first time I saw this week in League in iTunes, I thought it was a show about Tiwi Islands rugby. Fantastic. And on that basis, he downloaded it. Became incredibly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That it wasn't. <laughs> and uh, we've got a Aditya Swami, A-D-I-T-Y-A-S-W-A-M-I, back on Twitter because of you folks. New to league and the show, loving the banter, even when the Bulldogs score is boring as fuck, just saying. It's true. It is. It's true. Because he tweeted around about the time of that game. So, uh, and uh, it's a lot of, a lot of love, uh, continuing love for for Arsenat, which will of course be returning later this uh, later on the episode. Just wanted to just quick at the top of the show though, quick shout out to uh Nat's bosses. 
big fans of the show. Stand-up individuals. Yep. Loving it. Now the mailbag, Twitter. Dushi Baggerson. Heard an ABC radio presenter refer to Amy Park as the Rectangle Stadium. What do you think? I actually think that's what it's called. Yeah. But, you know, well, you got you know, Brookvale Oval, and they've got a lot of land, and, you know, whatever the fuck yours is called. What is yours actually called? I mean, like, it's... Pepper Stadium. No, but it's, no, that's naming rights. So oh, it's not, uh, yeah. Penrith Park. Yeah. So, it's just, that's just the, it's just the sponsorship naming rights versus what it's actually called. But I remember when I first saw that yeah. rectangular stadium. Yeah. Well, that's a it's good old-fashioned Victorian imagination right there. Oh, that's the Adel- yeah, I suppose, yeah, Adelaide Oval. Oh, yeah. But that's still like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's 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 following a fairly standard cricket ground naming nomenclature. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah is, well, all of our stadiums are ovals down here because they're all for cricket and, and AFL. Oh, this is a rectangle. <laughs> what a novelty! <laughs> Where are you going to watch the sport this weekend? I'm going to that rectangle. <laughs> What's that? That place? No, not. Not oh, the one with the corners. What's that shape? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Melbourne. Uh, tweet from uh, De Niro. His uh, Twitter handle is uh, De Niro with a three instead of an E. Happy birthday. So as we're recording the show, it's his birthday today. So I guess oh, uh, fantastic. He'll, be, he'll, be, he'll still be out on his birthday because he'll be out later in the evening. So yeah, happy birthday, sir. Top bloke. Uh, he said, it sounds like we need a Tool Nation golf day. <laughs> we absolutely do not need that at all. No. Um, My body can handle one... It would be like Caddyshack, yeah. and I'm not talking about like Bill Murray, and, I'm, and you know, I'm, I'm talking about. Remember Spalding, <laughs> the son of the. <laughs> and she's like, "That's me playing golf." Shit, there is, <laughs> there is not enough public liability insurance in the world for a Twill Nation golf day. Yeah, I've, I've, I don't think I've swung a golf club in. Oh, at least five years, probably longer. Plus, on on the back, I used to be the guy to go down to driving range, like you know, two times a week and smack two hundred balls. Yeah, like, no, but no, that's no, that's thanks. it's been a decade since I was that guy, you know, um, maybe even longer. Yeah, but on on the back of the golf method I spoke about last week, where yes. you can take a a shot and lower your strokes. Yeah, that's the my body can't handle that our, sort our of our bank account can't hurt handle. The, <laughs> Potential liability. There have to be the disclaimers out the ass. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Occupy Duckburg said, I reckon your Titans hate comes from being on the wrong end of Miles, DC, LG, Lion, Carty. Maybe subconsciously. Yeah. I just think it's just, just, it's just a, such a fucking prick of a place to get to. <laughs> it just, I love going, it's, it's like I feel obligated. I have to go to the games there because. It's not often you get your team playing That's it. within striking distance, yep. and it's only like, well, technically it's an hour away. Yeah, it's an hour away in quotes. Except you know you, you catch a train to Narang or whatever, or you drive to Narang. Sorry, uh, then you catch a train from Narang to Rabina. Yeah, you got to walk through a sea of fuckwits to. Yeah, well, that's all star game was a sea of fuckwits, isn't it? Yeah, and that's oh. all fucking or test matches. There's no sea when it's a Titans game. No. It's like, you walk through barren, it's like the road. You just walk through fucking deserted, unconstructed... It's like two days <laughs> after it rains, there's just a little bit of water in it gutter somewhere. Yeah. You walk through You walk yeah. through there, and then, yeah, and it's just fucking painful. And the trains are always late, or, you know, one train's not fucking... Yeah, it's not... I think I hate trains more than I hate the Titans now I think about it. It's the trains that are really... I'm, I'm like you, and this is my fucking grumpy old man coming through. Yeah. I want to fucking drive to where I'm going. Yeah. I will pay to park my car there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but yeah, that's right. I want to park my car and I want to walk a non-unreasonable distance you know to who, my final you, destination. You know who nails it, though? 
Suncorp. You go to an origin game. Well, yeah. I, I would, you know, park at, uh, you know, like at Albion Station or something just on the street. Yep. So there. And you can catch a train and it goes directly to, or even, even there's been times where I've gone to and just parked at Chermside. Yep. And caught the bus. But when you walk out, even like an origin game that's packed to the absolute rafters, you just go straight downstairs, walk onto a bus. Maybe you might wait for one to go and get on the yep. second one, and you're out of there. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. All the, yeah, I, I got parking in the city, so I still drive to the city yeah, and so. walk up from Roma Street, so. Yeah, so I must have Actually, I think about it, I've got a key card for a place. Yeah. My, my contact doesn't even work anymore. I still got Damn straight. Awesome. Uh, Whipsy77 that uh, do apps always go on iTunes before the website, and is there a way for us Android plebs to get it as quick as the iPhone peeps? Yes, there this is. This question comes up every single every single year without fail. And um, Do you know what else comes up every year? What's that? The ability to fucking renew your phone contract and change the device you've got. <laughs> I, I, hate to, I hate to put it out there to the Android peeps to talk about that, because... I should remember the, the, the great options that people come up with for Android each time, but it's because it doesn't affect me, I don't care. <laughs> I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is um, get an iPhone, but I actually started this downloading before, so let's have a look and see what happens. League Live got the update. Do you see the update come up in, I did. in the iTunes store? And so I just want to, I, I just want to check before I say anything. Oh, because our episode's not up, so I'm not going to say, so in the video section now, are we going to are yeah. we going to have whole episodes in there now, or are we going to or is it still going to be the previews? I don't even know. Why am I asking you? I don't know either. You don't email with the sports. I'm, I'm still trying to fucking figure out why you're trying to bend the space time continuum to look for the episode we're recording now. Well, no, like I was thinking, like if they if like retroactively, if like whole episodes, because in any case, the, the I saw in the upgrade notes though, yeah. and it said that well, the, and I quote, because I'll go to the app store and actually see the update. Um, allows featured apps to be allow, played. Allows, yeah, exactly, and allows podcast, featured podcasts yeah, to be sorry, played. Yeah. So, worst case scenario, if you get get onto the onto the rugby league live from Sportsmate, wonderful sponsors of this show, get their app. You will be able to listen to it um, unless they implement my request to block it on their Android version. Yes, because. <laughs> Yeah, is that the spike clause? Yes, yes, okay. it is. Yeah. Spike, it is a spike clause. Uh, nice. It's uh, Article C of the spike clause. Uh, yeah, d- just take it out for Android apps, <laughs> Android because yeah, iPhone yeah. first, right? Um, I don't I know. Heart, we're on iHeartRadio. We're, we're on tons, tons of ways. But there are, there are, I'm sure, fantastic Android apps that people will, will tweet at whipzy77. So how does it, like, you know, obviously you upload it to iTunes and it's there for everyone. No, 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 I upload, what happened is I upload it to the, to the hosting service yeah. where, where the podcast files are situated and what happens then, it becomes available on this master feed. That master feed is where Apple gets its information yep. from. However, it's also where every other podcast app or whatever gets its information from as well. So this is a case so, of Apple being more efficient yes, than the right. Android Correct. things? Yes. Okay, so fucking stop tweeting at us. <laughs> Well, don't, don't, you know, don't stop. You can keep tweeting us. And, and the very helpful tool nation are going to... You've got a headset on. You're not fucking tech support. <laughs> Our homes are sexual 69. On the subject of players who got better after leaving the storm, he said Jeremy Smith. Is, it, is that better or is it a plateau? He, cer- he certainly maintained a level mm. for a while at least. 
Yeah. So I think that's a valuable contribution to the discussion because let's let's face it. Yeah. Very short list. <laughs> really struggling. But yeah, and, and look valuable in a way now. Are we starting to see that that plateau is the best you can hope for? It's true. Because how would you even characterise like your Inglises? He wouldn't even be a plateau though, right? He's I mean, a, he got the he got the, the premiership stuff, but he's and an injury is a. I mean, that guy he still delivers on the big stage. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, he but, does. But yeah. certainly his health has suffered. His health has declined since leaving the storm. So, it, okay, so English... Would, Harder to maintain joint integrity <laughs> on one contract. <laughs> we've, we've spoken about this before. In, English doesn't appear to be that Thurston-style of player or Cronk-style of player that will stay behind for hours and practice one tiny thing over and over and over and over and over. He's so, not going to find themselves. <laughs> um, so, you know, is that what made him what he is just that structure and that demand and yeah that's true and knowing that if he didn't do certain things he'd have one less Christmas present to buy if Craig found out about it completely unrelated uh, to the English thing though could you imagine I wonder what sort of player Jamal Idris would be if he fronted up to the storm yeah he would either last a matter of weeks yep or we might actually see something resembling yeah, his true potential. Yep. Yeah, you can say that about a, a lot of players. Yep. You know? Yeah, hell um, yeah, that's true. And again, I think it comes down to this common denominator that there's not a lot of proactivity in wanting to do more. Yeah, yeah. Unless, you know, Simona, he apparently always wanted to do more. I mean, he was a real but- go-getter. <laughs> a hustler, if you will. <laughs> I mean, he's on fucking, he's on the forums, like, you know, selling yeah. shit for charities and like quotes. Well, you know, the text messages galore people have got, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, bro, can we get some more? Got a, got a match-worn Tim Simona jersey <laughs> uh, up for charity, the, the charity is uh, Queen of the Nile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Mmm, nice I believe one. it benefits muscular dystrophy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it 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 it, uh, it benefits it benefits uh, s- it? single amputees who've lost their left arm, but they still have their right arm to fucking Egy- crank the <laughs> Egyptian refugees. Unky <laughs> <sighs> D. Nate refers to Manly as the boy. I said he loves Bura and wants Sir Desmond Turncloak back. You've changed, Nate. You've changed. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I still say we'd win. <laughs> look, at I, look, I still can't. I, I, I still can't be the guy. That doesn't look genuinely go into every game expecting to win. Like, I mean, there are definitely fans of other teams. That, for example, like I reckon the Eels, the Knights. There are the teams that have prolonged periods mm. of or like have never been great. You know, for like yep. decades, decades long. I understand. I get those guys being like, but even like in the bad, even even like the the post Northern Eagles years, I still like yeah, we win. I mean, we've got you know John Mullane. Yeah, well, that's what's good. It's good, we we'll still win. Yeah. Yeah. You can't live your life the other way. Are we Torrens? You'll fucking get us home. That's it. <laughs> Brendan Reeves. So, is this a rift between Manly fans? Manly, Manly, Manly know how to rift. Are, are, you, you. are you the millennial style Manly fan? I don't even know. What Forgotten that means. where you come from. Well, that's the problem. I haven't. That's, that's the thing. That, that's why I always cling to the fact that no matter what I say, I still expect we're going to win. And I still won't end it. I still won't end a preview saying that we're going to lose. <laughs> at the end of the day, I was, I, I guess I'll, I'll say, uh, yeah, all of that, all of that shit. And saying, saying, I love Bureau. I mean, 
If you don't, I mean, my God, I mean, he, that, he wasn't his fucking choice to go. It's tough to turn against a player. How can you turn against a guy that left? It? I, I still love, I still love Matty Ballin. Like, how can you turn against a player that's that left through no choice of their own? Yeah. Fuck's sake! How dare, how dare you, sir? You've changed. I put it to you. You've changed. Maybe he hasn't, and he should. But still, he hooked us up with the Tesla. Well, the ones I've seen, who were there. <laughs> get a Tesla. <laughs> uh, Amanda Rose Long said, listening to This Week in League for the first time in a few years, boys, it's a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I cannot look away. That as well should go on a t-shirt. <laughs> I, I love... That will, that will go on the tombstone of this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mutsy. The yearly update to the hashtag is in decline. Just doesn't cut it anymore. We need a good hashtag that involves the infinity symbol. <laughs> you know, there have been many hashtags come and go. Tigers in decline is is it's evergreen. And it's look, it's had iterations. Yeah. There's been letters replacing numbers, mm-hmm. but still in its basest form. Still, ironically, every it every seems week. to be the greatest performing hashtag of all time. <laughs> It's <laughs> yeah, never, never. It it, it it will. It speaks of decline. Yet it will never experience it itself. I'm just waiting for calls from documentarians. Are you aware of the the golden ratio? Yes. I'm waiting for calls from documentarians to <laughs> add us to their next documentary on the golden ratio <laughs> for a segment on tigers in decline. I'm all for that. Because it is now a force of nature. <laughs> and it can be measured. I mean, like the, the, the trajectory of the hashtag can, can be distilled down to the, the angle of the, the, yeah. the walls of pyramids. and it, yeah, it does. And it actually explains why ancient Sumerians worshipped a tiger as the god of the underworld. Well, we thought it was the god of the underworld. Mm-hmm. It was actually just mistaken that they drew a picture of a tiger on a sharp decline. <laughs> it's, you know, it. uncovering mysteries here. Exactly. Uh, Ma underscore Aaron. The West Tigers have been responsible for more people losing their jobs than the GFC. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like, uh, and, and to take it, it's like the West Tigers playing group. Too. Yeah. It's, there's, it's not even this corporate fucking, like the man, Manly's got this boardroom shit going on. Yes. And like people getting, getting sacked and knifed all the time through the boardroom stuff. Tigers, not. Yeah, no. It's all player power. King Levius. If someone made a supercut of everyone getting hurt this round, it'd be longer than Ronnie Palmer's career. Hashtag drink your milk cunts. Did we have this discussion on air or before the show last week? I and I, I saw a couple of tweets to this effect as I well. I don't remember what we just spoke about two I, tweets ago. <laughs> <laughs> this year, I'm not sure if there is an unusually large amount of injuries early in the season, mm-hmm. or whether it's simply more big name players. Yes. Or whether it's just because it's happening now that it's more vivid than previous seasons. Yeah. Like I'm, not, I'm not sure. But the th- because the thing is, ask me about the big key injuries to to star players this time last year. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you. Mm. Just That's what I'm me- saying. Short me- I mean, it's probably, there's probably a, a large part of short memory, but it does feel bad though. Because, you know, you're losing origin. Like they're already yeah. saying. It, it's unusual. Like that Scott's dead. Yeah. England's dead. Uh, round two, yep. they're talking about having to restructure origin teams. 
yeah. I, I can't remember that sort of talk. We're going to go back to to go back to 1995 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Bring back Benny Eichen. And... <laughs> I'd, I'd be really curious to know if there are sports scientists on this. You know, what what is it? Is it something about the conditioning or the training or the different muscular build-up of players? Uh, yeah. You know, is it just the phys- the physics of players are bigger Play- and running well, faster? Well, you know, players... The, there are players as well who have had numerous injuries to, you know, just re- recurring things like that. Yeah. But Matt Scott, what's his knee? What's his... It was an ACL, knee? wasn't it? Didn't yeah. they confirm it? He's, he's old, like, that's... So... Yeah, but again, it was just something that was innocuous. He just... Yeah. Did you see the footage? Yeah. He, he yeah. turned. Yep. And for that, like a non-impact or a non-shock yeah. injury to cause that... Um, that, to me, is like a West Tigers fullback-style injury. <laughs> like, you know, Tim, Tim Molson get hit by something yeah, like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that, you know, is that degradation over time? Can they check for that? Yeah. Should and they be what, having... And they can, what can they do about it? I mean, can they... It, it, it surely must... Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know. I don't know enough about the... That's what I'm saying. If any doctors out there in Tour Nation, if you have a scan, can you see a weakened tendon or ligament? And if so, can you then go through some extra yeah, building you, around and then, it? And then, yeah, and then what do you do about it? Yeah. Because, that, I mean, because then that would have to come at the expense of whatever they're doing for their actual training with the team. No, it should... Well, unless that's going to Or it, 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 it would have to work around it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have to, yes, I mean, so... <coughs> yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Uh, this week in X Factors is special this week because we had that triple X thing last week, so I just, like, just slotted straight in, didn't it? And I tell you, it captured... No one's imagination was captured by this triple X uh, NRL porn parody thing than, than Perm. He sent us many tweets, but uh, he, he's... He's been a third man in starring Samuel Thydate. He's got a hashtag, the hash triple... Uh, XXX NRL. No, it'd be... It's got to be something cornier. Like, um... He has to be third Sam, man in. Has to, yeah, it has yeah. to be third man in by Sam, you know, Thyalay. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm not happy with either of those options, to be honest. Yeah. I don't have a, I don't have a better one to, to put forward. Yeah. I just I'm just, just on the sidelines and say both of you aren't good enough. Yep. And do better. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, Giannis underscore Mateus said, "No need for a porn parody because uh, Peter Power doused and Massive Mary are double penetrating the dragons in real life." Says the the guy following a team with two wins from yeah. three matches, including one over the defending premiers. And and yeah. one and a and a significantly large victory over the premiership favourites. It's almost like there's some fucking Zanny coming downs in, like, in what, Dragon. What more do you want? Like, <laughs> honestly. Yes. Obviously, obviously he sent us that tweet before the game on the weekend, <laughs> but still it's still five hundred. That's a risky take. Yeah. When, you, when you tweeted a show recorded after a full round. <laughs> exactly. Don't you look quite the silly Ma underscore Aaron. How can you not... No, this is directed to you, by the way. Is it, how can you not use the name Jason Nailher? Yeah, that's fantastic. He's got hash tool porn names. We didn't really specify a, uh, a hashtag, but... Um, mm. yeah, I like the XXXNRL one, though. I'll I tell you, the sequel to um, Jason Nailer is looking pretty pretty horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's relaxing at home, and out of, out of nowhere, he gets you know, Aaron Woody and... <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, what you're saying is just like four on one thing. You thought, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he just cops four of them in the back. <laughs> At Devonhead, 
that uh, Gary Felcher works better than Robbie, and he even comes with a porn mo. He does. Gary, Bel- he, he he really he was he was the. Yeah. I, I don't want any, you know. He current. was a porn-looking guy when that was the porn-looking guy look. Like, yeah. he, he was doing it at the like. It's but, not like you. But look- that wasn't a porn guy. That was just a guy. <laughs> was, <laughs> I don't ever remember the. I don't remember people walking around in like the early really <laughs> early nineties just with moustaches, like big moustaches. Really? Yeah, I don't oh, remember man, that. Man, early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you were circling. You were moving in circles that I wasn't. Hughes, Booney. Oh yeah. Okay. In, in mate, in sport, I thought you were talking about society. Yeah, okay, sports stars. Yeah, well, sports Sport. echoed life. I feel like with the moustache thing, maybe do you it, see, amp- do maybe you it see amplified life. Fuck cunt man buns on the street sometimes. Yeah, but I think you see more of them on the street than you do on a sporting field. Well, that's because there are more people on a street than on a sporting field usually. Yeah, that's fine, but I mean, you're saying the moustache thing is like you're talking about the opposite ratio, I think. No, I'm saying that there was you know, a couple of moustaches in a sporting team, mean many yeah, moustaches yeah, in that's real the thing. life. I don't. I don't I remember the sporting guys, but I don't remember the rank and file, like average yeah, okay. man walking around with the big uh, mo. Go check some old family photos if you've got them. You know, yeah, never, if you've got never drunk had uncles, mustache. mates of your dad. Yeah, never, never had the moustache. Yeah, okay. Never had the moustache in the family. Maybe you just needed some more masculine influences in your life. I was playing beards, but no moustache. Oh, that's good, okay, so. yeah. It was a pretty beardy time too. Yeah, interesting. Fuck, this week in facial hair. This week in facial hair. Well, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> As, as as beard having motherfuckers on the mic right now, why not? Um, you know, if your dad doesn't have a beard, <laughs> stepdad with a beard, <laughs> beards everywhere. No, you you remember the song? If your dad doesn't have a beard, beard yeah, you got you got you've got, you got two, two mums, yeah. yeah. Oh. And and so 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 tool nation. If you want to go with the whole stepdad, yeah, you, you want to continue with that analogy, yes. Then, uh, you most certainly do not have uh, any mums. And thankfully, Twill Mum does not have a beard. That's right. That's fantastic. So that would also be problematic. <laughs> oh, not in, yeah, the, no, I think not in this age of equality and acceptance, Nathan, surely. Look, I'm still going to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think it's, I don't think it's an anti-equality thing to say. <laughs> to say I, like, I like a lady sans beards. Unless... If at all possible. Unless it is a very old, wise Asian lady. And the beard consists of just one hair. <laughs> That's totally fine. And I will buy whatever tea she is selling. If I saw that person, <laughs> how could you not just go off? <laughs> <sighs> of course, it's taking such root, though. Like, <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> it's like fucking ropes, like a vine. <sighs> Our boys over in the UK, Super League Pod, at Super League Pod on Twitter. Make sure you get around those guys. Is, is this week... Listen to the um, show. This, this week in Matty Parcel? This week, I'm not even going to say. They, they've given me the heads up, obviously. I've got the, I've got the file, but uh, listen to yourself. They're going to go, but they're going to change it up every week. Fantastic. So here they are for the segment formerly known as This Week in Luke Dawn. Take it away, boys. Thanks very much, gents. Tom and Mark here from the Super League Pod, as always, with your weekly update on all things ESL this week in former Manly Legends. 
and we start last Thursday night when it was Lee Centurion's 22, Warrington Wolves 8. We had a great insight into how sloppy Kurt Gidley's hands have become, courtesy of the new player cam, as the bragging rights went to Super League's new boys, Lee Centurions. The win came despite a simbin for the gift, showing he's fitting in well with the Centurions' grub club by cleaning out Warrington's Kevin Brown. A two-try display from Lee's king grub, Gareth Hock, helped the home side to a victory in a game that winless Warrington rarely threatened them in. And on Friday night, uh, the weekend's fixtures got started as Hull FC took on the Widness Vikings, who they duly defeated 32 points to 12. Albert Kelly was yet again the man for the Black and Whites with a couple of tries as his electric start to the year continues, supported by a big game from the pride of Victoria, Marhe Fanua. Jack Buchanan was one of the few big performers for the Widness Vikings who stay in the bottom two and without a win so far this season as Hull are up to third and just one point off the tabletop at these early stages. At the same time on Friday, Leeds Rhinos beat Wakefield Trinity 38 points to 14 at Headingley. Adam Cuthbertson and Matt Parcell both came up big for Leeds again, each grabbing a try and Parcell picking up man of the match in a second big win for the home side in a row. Two Tom Johnston highlight reel tries offered something for the Wakefield fans to enjoy, but with the Rhinos' big guns starting to perform again, the storyline from this game is that Leeds are back on the up and up. And on Saturday afternoon down in the south of France, the Catalan Dragons were narrowly defeated 24 points to 28 by St Helens, and it was a game of two halves for both sides as neither bothered to defend in the first half and neither could get their attack going in the second. Braden Williami had 172 running metres as one of Catalan's big performers but his losing curse appears to have returned as a late Jack Owens try gave the visitors the points. On Sunday afternoon, it was Salford Red Devils 13, Castleford Tigers 12. Ben Murdoch Masilla stole the show with two tries, and a Gareth O'Brien stole the points with a late drop goal as Castleford's strong start to the season comes undone at Salford. The presence of NRL legends of yesteryear like Zach Hardacre, Greg Eden, and Ben Roberts wasn't enough for Castleford this week as their large travelling support left Salford rain sodden and empty handed. And the final game of the weekend saw Wigan and Huddersfield play out a 16 point draw. Wigan's winning run is over but they remain unbeaten and go top after what was a scratchy and lacklustre display. Danny McBruff's boot was important for the Giants so Huddersfield fans will be hoping the rumours that Rick Stone has given him the boot will come to nothing. Uh, for Wigan their 8th choice winger Tom Davis got a debut try and man of the people Anthony Gelling went through Hull's defence like a Townsville motel room but it wasn't enough to take all two ladder points this time around. That all leaves the reigning grand final winners and world club champions Wigan Warriors at the top, with Cass, Hull and Leeds close in behind. Saints, Wakefield and winless duo Witness and Warrington make up the bottom four. Memberships. Okay, so this is the state of play at the moment. Not consensus, but... Uh, Significant, I guess, feedback. They said they prefer the black hoodie. That's fine. I have got an email in at the moment with the guys who uh, do the, the, the who do the shirts, but are going to be doing the hoodies. Uh, I'm going to see if we can try and split the, you know, give people the option. Yep. Uh, it's it's possible. I think. I mean, it's, it's certainly possible, but uh, you know, how possible without you know affecting the cost is the, is the thing. Because I guess it's like the quantity of each you get and that sort of thing. But you know, we'll do our best with that. Brandy sticker. A lot of people wanting the bottle opener. Yeah. Like, so that's fine. Happy to go with that. You fucking uh, drunk degenerates. It's fantastic. It's like it's it's almost like they, 
you know, it's like a drinking culture sprung up around this show. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's not like we're recording out of the Vatican or something. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's true. And, uh, yeah, having mm. meetups at pubs and whatnot. Yes. Uh, we had on a blood bar selling the membership. You want a note from, I want a note from G promising not to miss my birthday again and a Walkman from you <laughs> to distract me from the fact he's sexing mum. <laughs> Um, look all I can tell you is that no matter what happens with your real dad both your dads here love you very much (laughs) and if you ever need to talk we're here I thought or the other option would be like you know look I you know know, we we love you very much here but you know your real dad yeah he's that guy's he's a fucking loser that guy like he's just not (laughs) You're, you're taking. You're doing the higher ground thing. He's the captain in the navy. <laughs> He's protecting our country. <laughs> Astronauts said uh, regarding the the Vuvuzela, it couldn't be worse than the drum they let into Hope Solo. There are so many fucking oh. jokes after that. There, there, there really is. But let's like keep the jokes out of it. And yeah, yeah that yeah. that yeah, the drum down there is is, is terrible. Uh, which is why there's only like four people sit down that end of the field because no one's doing that want? fucking drum. Yes, like I, I am awful. Like you know, um, Penrith had the fucking jazz band. Yeah, Cab Callawaying all the fucking season last year. Fantastic. Every single. I'd person, rather they play the Zorb game at halftime than that. See, every single person had some sort of musical talent. Yeah, and it's the thing you know they do it in the NBA. There are uh, four or five different songs. That everyone knows the tune to on at least 10 words yep. and they're EG up songs yep. fantastic one fuckwit that can swing an arm yeah. does not make atmosphere that's right useless cunts agree uh, Jesse MC21 does it uh, bring back the hat that's possible I think it, it might it might be a very busy fucking year in creating merch but we'll see how we go Jim Pan Z15 said how about a singlet to rep during the off season or a mini footy with the Twill logo Hashtag X Factor. <laughs> I was really hoping someone would suggest a polo. You know that you know maybe someone Class that you, up a bit. you could wear to a a semi formal occasion, like a like a, like a garden wedding, for yeah, example. Yeah, exactly. A wine or, mixer or a, <laughs> or a spring christening. Yeah, and this a... cunt's taking sleeves off. Yeah, Jesus, his sun's out, guns out. I guess. Yeah, look. These are, these are all excellent suggestions, and the more excellent suggestions we get, it actually is like like muddies the waters. <laughs> and you go, fuck yeah, actually, that wouldn't be a bad idea. The mini footy though, that is that is something that, that's come up every at least the last two three yeah. times. So I might I might have to actually look at those. I can't imagine that they'd be affordable. No. In conjunction with the other thing, but um, we'll see. I go. Or, or do, you know, do you have member tears? You know, yeah. ev- everything's got a cost, and if people are happy to... Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. That's true. And, of course, uh, we're, we're doing some research behind the scenes on uh, on ways that, you know, people can, can, you know, who want to chip into the show, but don't want to, you know, go the full membership. Splurge. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Look, I want to get these things... I, I've said, I said it last week, too. I wanted to get them on sale, but, I mean, just... I think now I'm kind of, I'm kind of set on this... Uh, on the bottle opener as a third piece to the main one and then we'll figure out these other little bits and pieces and see if we do like a tiered thing or whatever but I really want to get it going because uh, well thanks to global warming 
the, the hoodie's not that necessary yet, but I would like to think it would be necessary in the next sort of, you know, four to six weeks. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, so Definitely. Which would be the perfect time frame to sort of get it on, get it on sale, get blah, it out. blah, blah, blah. Get Sounds it good. Okay, so the big story this week. And look, as, as perennial and evergreen as Tigers in Decline is, I can't say that I saw it coming this quickly. No. When they talk about... I mean, like in round one, there's like a good win. And I was sure that something <coughs> like Trent Barrett would be the first one on the, on the chopping block, perhaps. Um, there's a lot of talk, like McGregor as well, but I mean... The Saints fans just don't like him being their coach, no matter what, under any circumstances. No, they I think. don't, because they can't be pleased. Even when the the record goes to five hundred, oh my God, Mary's on the block. But Tigers, it, though. Yeah, it, it, Saints fans though, like they've almost resigned themselves that this is a, a write off anyway. By yeah, buying Hunt next, they're waiting year. for the Messiah to come and spill his lollies. Yeah, in crucial times. That's it. So Taylor gets it, gets a sack only three games in which is one of the earliest coach sackings of all time, certainly within yeah. a season context. There's been yep. some guys that have been... So like, was, was it, was it um, Coleman got sacked like before the start of the season? Yeah. Like back in the day? Cleary was done. He was done like... he was After the season. He was done like sort of after the season, like close yeah. to after the season, though, not like oh, close no, to Yeah, not close to preseason. Yeah. yeah, he didn't get a preseason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this one, three rounds is like, if you're going to get sacked during a season... Very, very fast. And these decisions aren't made like... It's not like, oh, fuck, camera pumped us. That's it. Yeah. You're gone. That's it. I can't, I can't stand me no more. It would have been... The, the discussion would have been, if they don't perform to a certain level this week, then we're sacking him. And then they get flogged and they're like, okay, done. The, the decision's been made. The, the criteria that we sort of yep. spoke about privately... Yep. Has been has been achieved. Yeah. Not not that they lost, but you know that they lost. You know, like capitulated. I think was. I don't think a, a lot. Just a loss would have done it. But yeah, no. If if it was a grindy and they lost by a field goal or yeah, because they're they're down they're down like you know almost sixty on four and against. Yeah, three games in. Three games in, which is pretty yeah, it's, it's pretty significant, especially for a team whose chances each year tend to rely on early season form. Yeah, most years early season and come down to mathematical stuff. You know, ninth place mathematical. Where yeah. So, but that's the th- you know, yeah. and and they put a lot of their for and against on early in the year. Yep, um, and then slowly, yeah, decline. Yeah, <laughs> nature. Um, there's so much shit that no one outside the club will ever know. Mm-hmm. There's obviously the air two brute. Yeah, um, with the the so-called big four. Is it necessary for us to touch on how fucking stupid that title yes, is? Yes, it is. The big four must be a. Oh, it's a media. It's a media-driven thing. I'm sure they don't call themselves the. Well, I mean, we've heard the the club referred. You know, they they, they referred. They said big four. Yes. So look, I'm going to be generous and say it's a big two point five. I'm meaning I'm, like, Tedesco. I think is the only guy that is super indispensable to to that club. However. The only time they really do any, the only time they play play really well or do their best work on the field is when Woods is on the field too, though. 
Yeah. When he goes off, he but he he needs to pull his feet. He needs to play way. They didn't turn him into an eighty-minute player. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but but this, this I'm is prepared, my I'm prepared to give him a put him in the in the big category. I'm not prepared to put any of them in the big category. Like, yes, they're, individually they're great. Well, I'm, I'm, prepared, I'm prepared to say I put but, Tedesco and Woods are really important and would, would be the ones that the club would, would like. Yes, would yes need they to, are. Would need, not like to, would need to retain. Mm-hmm. I think that they would like to probably keep one of Moses and Brooks. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think either of those guys... I'm going to give Moses the point five. That's where point five comes in. Yeah. He's like half... He's... he's, he's Brooks, is, Brooks ain't... Like, Do you know who the perfect partner for Moses would be? Who? Blake Austin. Can you imagine that? Yeah, how fucking good would that be? Wouldn't be bad. It's just yings to yangs. It, it's fantastic. Um, but Aaron Woods is a fucking prop. Yes. Right? And how many times have we seen teams that are in awful trouble because a prop has too much money? Salary cap trouble. The thing with props, like Tedesco is going to win you games on the back of individual brilliance. Yeah. Yep. He's a fullback. He's extremely talented, and he's a try-scoring fullback. Yep. Like he's not Matt Moylan. He's not <laughs> crucial. He's not laying on tries, you know, all the time, and then can switch positions at Origin level, like like he's changing his undies. Look, can 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 perform in a substandard fashion in multiple positions at Origin <laughs> level. Is that is that what you're driving it's quantity, at? Quantity, not quality. <laughs> um, yeah, can he change? Can he play multiple positions at Origin level? Yes. Can he play multiple positions at origin level well? <laughs> TBA. <laughs> Maybe. But, you know, Tedesco's going to do that. Aaron Woods need needs guys around him. You know, the, I think the issue for the Tigers, they, they're not going to be able to keep the big four. I agree. Well, that they, 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 I don't think there was ever any no, possible I, chance of keeping all of them. I agree they should look at Tedesco and Woods. Mm-hmm. And look to build up a forward pack around Woods. You yeah. know, second rowers yeah. who aren't busted remnants of of a bygone era who who will actually put in and understand what their assignment is next to next to halves. But the the, the fact and it's a fucking genius move, but the fact that all four of them are now managed by the same guy. Yeah, and genius on his part to have them all coming off contract because at the same he time. pulled was it Tedesco he pulled over late last year because there was one of them that wasn't okay and then he's got him on board and he's on. pulled him over okay so he has all of them on contract at the same time that's manly s having them come with, off with the same, come off contract the, the same, same club yeah um it's you know and and who knows who knows if Taylor wasn't in there saying well you know really I only want you and you and in the background. And but do you think that the four of them are together? I mean, yeah. Do you think, I mean, do you think then, four of them are like we want to play together? I, I don't know. I, I think players are just like I think. I think there are definitely players that want to play together. Yeah. However, I also think that the players just want the money for themselves. Yeah. The chances and maybe and maybe like a, a winning club, you know, a chance for you know for for professional success. Yes. As well as you know the financial. I, I think the money's a range thing. It's yeah. not always just going to be top dollar gets them. But yeah. it's got to be, you know, within. Yeah. Um, but the the fact that they're being touted as a big four, mm-hmm. they've had the early in the year they were the young kids coming through, and then it was well, yep, you're young. Yeah. They're not young anymore. They're that's, not like young Matt Moylan. That's right. They're old. 
They are. They're old. And there's been some injuries. Ha- and they haven't. And they haven't done. They but, haven't. They haven't progressed past the, the same the, like the level of play. That's it. You know, Matt Moylan's half their age. In halves, in in, in, in Moses and Brooks. That's case, it. They, they they haven't. There's been some injuries in there, and so they've yeah. had that excuse as well. Oh, look, the problem potentials the, there. Problem with the injuries though, is that when it's Brooks or Moses, they tend to perform pretty yep. well. So Moses especially. Yeah. Which is why those two need to be as much as whether they want to or not. So, I think those two, for the Tigers' sake, they need they need to. They are probably I think they'll yeah. fall on the side of Moses. And and look, it's not the Tigers' fault that they've done this, but the fact that they've also come off contract immediately after Hunt and Milford have resigned. Yeah. They now have in their eyes that a top tier quality half. We're the only guys available. You know, you will show us the know, monies. Um, like any market, mm-hmm. teams that are overpaying. Yeah. Have artificially inflated price so um the the west tigers need to go through a rebuilding phase they've been yeah they have been there for like no they haven't years and years they and haven't years. rebuilt anything because they've been too afraid to spend money but they've, because they've, they've, they've been waiting for this day they're still in the re- they're, they're in, it's just like it's just like one of those money pits <laughs> it's like one of those countries that, it's like tornado alley in america <laughs> and they just they, they look like they look like they're finally like last year well, finally, like they're just—they're on the right track. Yeah. They're, they're going—they're they're working their way up. Boom, yeah. decline. Yeah. But Jason Taylor is just—he doesn't. I don't—I don't know the guy, and I've, I haven't met the guy. But my impression of Jason Taylor is that he—he he is an incredibly unlikable fucking person. Yep. And I just—and I feel as a coach doesn't have to be liked per se. No. But. Even the real dour, fucking, seemingly humorless cunts like like Benny and, and yep. Bellamy and that, their players won't. Sp- their, their their players know the, the the private side, the fatherly side, or whatever. Yeah, you know, that's it. I don't. I just don't feel like he's got that. No, he he looks like a conniving little shit. And did you see? I, did you read that article where I was talking about the North How, Sydney thing, the barbecue? Yeah, yeah. So the story was that um that, that Peter Louis was uh. He had decided that the problem at Norths was that Taylor. year was, was Jason Taylor. Mm. So Jason Taylor convenes a barbecue, gets the whole team around, and convinces them that the problem's Peter Peter Louis. Yep. And then Peter then then they present to Peter Louis the next opportunity and say, Look, you've lost the, the dressing you've room. lost the dressing room and so he's, and he then resigns. There's only so many times. And then he's traffic warden, remember he had the parking yep. ticket thing as well? That's yep. another sign of character. Well <laughs> to take on that job. I understand people gotta eat, however. Yeah. If you're going to be a, a ticket, a parking fucking traffic be, warden... Be fucking Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Don't be Jason Taylor. Yeah. But exactly. um, that that is what the impression I get of his character as well, that he's yeah. conniving, that he will try to work people, mm-hmm. you know, both sides of an angle. And there's only so many... If you're not a fucking genius-level international spy trained in deep cover operations and subterfuge... <laughs> There's only so long before people start to realise this fucker talks about people a lot behind their back. Mm-hmm. And they put it together in their head that if he's doing it about everybody else... And two people get... To, or, or just two people just get together and yep. compare notes. Oh, hey, he said, oh, yeah, no, but I... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, well, I'm not even trolling. Like, someone like... We, we've spoken about it before. Brian Smith. Who's a, who is the guy like can't get him up? Can't he? Well, he was the architect. Won't win your grandfather. He was the arch- He was the original reformist. Yeah. 
guy in there in the West Tigers. Yep. And I, I think they they yeah. he won't win him a premiership. Yeah. However, he could maybe clean I, out. He, he could maybe clean, clean him out a bit. I think Ivan. Uh, well, clear his obvious, his obvious choice. He's, right? obvious he's available. Choice. He's a he's a still a very highly lauded coach. I really hope he goes to Wests. Yeah, I hope he does too. Because that is the lowest fucking chance in the entire NRL of Nathan following to be coached by his dad. Yeah, you think though? There is no fucking way Wests have Cleary money after they've re-signed any of their big four. Yeah, but okay, so they they, re, they so they re-sign Woods and they re-sign Tedesco. Yep. And they don't one have one of one. Brooks Brooks goes to let, let's say arguably let's say Brooks goes to the Dogs. That's been yep. spoken about in the past. Right there, they're opening up. They're they're opening up a slot. They are. Is Brooks on nine hundred k a season? You've got to remember as well. There's people go to clubs for reasons other than other than money, or they take. Yeah. Sometimes it's because they want to win a premiership. Yep. Sometimes it could be because a close relation of theirs perhaps might yeah. be the coach. He won't go to Tigers. You can never say never, though. Oh, never say never. And true to form with Penrith, he'll win his one premiership and then fuck off. But he, the, the thing, the thing with Cleary is, is, is that going because of the coach, <laughs> that's a far more valid and and possible reason than just like oh, you know, dollars. Yeah. I think. The look on your face right now. Obviously, we're not a visual media. The no, look on your face right now is absolute terror. No, it's confidence. <laughs> it's 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 it's, it's a it's it's a it's a man trying to put on a brave face, it's knowing faith. knowing the end is nigh. No, <laughs> for his relationship no. with that player. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but Jason Taylor can't. I can't personally speak on the guy, but for everything I've read and and my, my, I feel like he's a he's a real shit human. And um, I yeah I don't see much work for him in rugby league. He was on a hiding to nothing at the Tigers. Let's face it, the way the the, the way that they were just just the environment there. Yeah. But it's just so weird. If you're going to fire a guy, through, the, the only thing I get is why wouldn't you just fuck him off at the end of the season? How committed to it? I, I what I I really want to know. I want to know the inside it, mindset of the West Tigers administration, what sort of KPIs they mentally had or that they had amongst themselves yeah. or even shared with Jason Dahler to say, like, if this hasn't happened by th- by this time, then you're going to get fired. Like, what, did, did they... Was round three always a thing? Or were they just like, oh, fuck, got smashed by Canberra again. That's it. Done. Nah. I think it's been coming for a long time. But if that's the case, then, then why... then? Why not six rounds, or why not it before the season? I think started? a lot of it, a lot of it, had to do with the fact that Aaron Woods came out and gave that interview a couple of weeks ago, and said, "Well, we're not re-signing till we know what the club's doing in yeah, the future." But that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have been news to them then, though. Yeah, I but don't think. Well, it you know again, it may have been they would have been trying to negotiate, and he's come well, out and, and like said Cleary, that. And Cleary's been available for a year. As a, as, he so, has. so it just it just seems like so it goes more to why, the point. Why not either? Before the season, bringing a new coach over the off season. Yep. More to the point, I think it was a surprise to them. I think that the effect yeah. that he had and the way he had the effect was a surprise to the administration. Yeah. When Woods came out and said that publicly, all of a sudden they went, "Fuck, is this really a thing?" They've gone back and gone, "Okay, so seriously, they're not going to re-sign before they know what's happening here." Yeah. Okay, well, what does this mean? What do we Funny need thing to is do? Is Woods saying that though when there wasn't any uncertainty? Exactly. <laughs> um. Those little Padawans have learned well. 
Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, Robbie, like, you bring him back to be the coach. Th- there is... Because he can clearly coach those kids. He trained the, the fuck out of those four. The, ti- the Tigers have an administration that was put in by Dave Smith. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that Dave Smith was a business mind. Yep. He was not a football mind. Yep. And for some reason, Rugby League didn't think that was a good idea. But... Yeah, well, we've had that discussion many times. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, it wouldn't surprise me. And, and there is a you know, trend at the moment about businesses looking at the sunk cost fallacy. Mm-hmm. And if there is a problem now... If you're going to fail, you want to fail fast. Fail as far as... Fail fast, yep. so just fuck him off. Yep. Don't draw it out. Don't yep. do anything else behind the scenes and this. Get rid of him. Yeah. Because then from their point of view, they either look like geniuses when the Tigers' performance shoots up, they get a new coach in there. They also have plenty of excuses for the rest of the year if things don't... You know, if they don't make the eight. Yeah. Well, it was obviously a turbulent year for us, so, losing yeah, our coach so, we, so early. Coach, oh, yeah, we had all the contract, yeah. Um, from a business point of view, it makes perfect sense to me. Not saying yeah. that's why they did it, yeah. but as a hypothetical. Okay, so concussions back in the spotlight. Well, they've kind of always been in the spotlight this season, especially. I mean, they are putting a... There's a lot of emphasis on the HIAs and, and whatnot. Yep. But um, Todd Greenberg has come out and said that he was... Uh, in his opinion, three clubs had failed to follow the concussion rules adequately during the weekend matches and uh, issued breach notices to the Titans, uh, the Dragons, and the Knights. Um, the Knights were fined $100,000 for the incident involving Brendan Elliott. Uh, the Dragons for Dugan, $100,000 as well. The Titans, $150,000 for incidents involving LG, Joe Greenwood, and Ryan Simpkins. So, unless you're a Titans fan, do the math and tell us how much that is per brain. I think it's hilarious that they, they, they value Josh Dugan's brain at $100,000, yet the Titans are only $50,000. I mean, this is Dugan's... <laughs> this is fucking... This is, this is 2013 Xanax World Tour fucking... Maybe they're thinking if they get his brain, they can try it out and smoke it. <laughs> like a toad skin. Yeah. Look, I actually like... Hey, yeah. Me and Todd have had our issues in the past, it's fair to say. I, I applaud I applaud these breach notices it's not over yet the clubs will appeal them uh, I know that uh, I know that for a fact that all clubs except for the Titans have responded at the moment the Titans may have responded in the interim as well while we're recording yep. they're going to try and get out of it out of these out of these fines if they possibly can and perhaps yeah. there might be a reduction like they go okay they'll appeal they'll, they'll find a middle ground where yep. they'll, they'll hit them with something but not the full thing so it looks like they've made their statement and they've made yep. their point to the rest of the clubs I'm not sure um Funny thing is, though, like with the finding the Titans and the Knights, of course, means it's just the, the NRL is just taking money out of their left pocket and putting it into their right pocket. In a matter <laughs> of speaking, yeah. In uh, a matter of actual ownership. <laughs> yeah. It's just putting, uh, taking it out of one pile and putting it in another pile. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, means the Dragons will be like, oh, shit, we're the only ones that actually like... <laughs> They're paying Monopoly money. <laughs> Show how serious we are. We find the Knights and the Titans a hundred bajillion dollars. <laughs> well, we didn't think that here we, is an eye. We weren't here. sure about Dugan because he's known to he's known to lie down for no reason. <laughs> so uh, we'll only do your only a hundred for you guys. We we didn't know whether Dugs was actually hurt or whether he just chomped down on a couple of bars. So. <laughs> um, but the big the big thing is I actually I applaud them trying to take a take a stand on it. I give him credit for that. Yes, and, uh... I, I do. It, it is interesting. I was I was chatting with um, a guy uh, at work, and he he'd studied behavioural sciences, mm-hmm. 
and he said that fines are not an, a disincentive at all. Yeah. They, they are not a disincentive at all, and he put forward a, a proposal, and I really, really liked it, that they should, if you really want to stop something, yeah. dock points. Yeah. That That is the only thing that does it, and it might be on for and against until you get to a certain number, and then you lose competition points, Yeah. but fines to clubs, financial... I think they could actually, they could just mandate that those players are just sat for a mandatory yeah. week or something too, you know? Then the other thing you have to look at is... Uh, with with anything, if there is a way to gain an advantage, no matter how unscrupulous, yeah, people will take it. Then you will have Russell Packer going out and cracking people's fucking eye sockets, you know. And yeah, but he's not. He's, but he's still he's still going to deal with the 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 consequences of you know being rubbed out for X amount of weeks for cracking people's eye sockets. How many weeks was he rubbed out for for breaking Peter Hicku's face? Yeah, but I mean, you think that's going to happen? You think he's going to get away with it again? He's Russell Packer. Yeah, like the the like, the odds the odds the odds stand mm. more in favour of if he's going out like coat hammering yeah. somebody to, to to you know. So then you know again you you have coaches who you look at what Sam Thayde did yeah on the weekend. Fucking grub. You know how how soon before there are you know head clashes yeah that that are taking out playmakers. So he said that you have to. To what end though? You're not playing. They, you're, not, you're not taking. You're not playing teams twice in a row. Well, okay. So there's no benefit to yourself what, to do that. Well, how do you penalise someone for a head clash? Yeah, you don't. But I mean, like, how do you? It's like there's no. That's there's no. So you think immediate benefit to? You think Corbin Sims? If this was all put in, Corbin yeah. Sims wouldn't run at Jonathan Thurston for a good old head knock. Ten minutes left to go. Next time the Broncos and the Cowboys are tied. But that's got nothing to do with like the clubs getting fined for not. Doing the concussion program. No, no, probably. That's, this is a completely separate no, no, thing I'm, you're talking about. Yeah, but I'm you're talking, talking about, about the age-old thing of taking players out. As a, at an overall issue, the concussion is many-faceted. At the moment, they don't want to take players off the field. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we, right? we, you, you've, seg- you've segued from from clubs finding clubs that not working to like yeah. all of a sudden players taking people out, which is something they could have done at any time, any year no, in no, history. But, okay, of the game. so so that only becomes effective and useful. If you're talking about mandatory sit downs for HIAs, so no. With, what I'm with talking about is what I'm talking about is a mandatory sit. Like if the if the NRL you know, independent doctor, if they feel that the, the they haven't followed the concussion rules during the course of a match, mm-hmm. then they put then they rub the player out for you know uh, for the next week for the next week or something like yeah, that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, not like actually during the course of a game. Oh, like going, okay. Not like not like, like Corbin, Corbin Sims head clashes Jonathan Thurston, and then they're like going, "Oh fuck, well yeah, just in case that's it, Thurston, you got to sit down for the rest." No, not during the course of a game. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like you've got to run through the process for the for the inspection, and yep. uh, you know that, that they that they are supposed to do now. And if the player does, you know fails, then he has to you know has to go yep. off like like now. But if then in the situation you've if you're saying like a fine's not going to work, to fines won't be a disincentive. Yeah, to like, stop people trying to avoid taking players off. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. You treat it like it's almost like a, you know the players. You know, we say look, we care about head injury, yep. and we care about the possible consequences of of, of head injuries on players. Yep. So on. we feel you haven't done. You know, you haven't followed the process properly. So therefore, that player gets a mandatory. Because you know what they have the concussion thing did to test now they go okay that player's out for a week yeah you know, because of concussion because they've, they've like failed it afterwards the, 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 the player may or may not have been concussed you didn't follow the process though so as yeah. as as the organising body of the of the, yep. the game we're taking the decision out of your hands 
That's we treat them. We, we're going to err on the side of player safety. Yep. And so that guy's going to and also and yeah, they're erring on the side of players, but they are also like punishing them for not. Yes. Taking the player yeah. safety into no, no, definitely. So, but the the other things that have to be considered in this one, uh, I think Nathan Brown's idea of because at the moment there's you you get your your free interchange if someone yep. has to go off for an HIA. Yeah. Um, I don't really see an issue in having an extra man on the bench or an extra man available. If someone's actually rubbed out. If you are depleted. Now, then the argument... And that's why it's such a that's fucking a, hard that, issue. That's the rotable one because the free interchange and then all of a sudden, oh my God. Yeah. You could fail an HIA future on de- purpose. Future Dally M medalist Ryan James yeah. had a bit of a sit down the other week. Like players... Like players. Uh, that, uh, the, the problem with the HIAs is, is that pl- no player wants to go off. Exactly. So if, they, so if there's some way they can jag passing it, or if they're baller, then great. Yeah. You know, then then they're happy. But that's the other thing. However, get rid of team doctors. Yeah. And yeah. have NRL sanctioned doctors on the field. And that way, when he's saying that's to almost you, a weekly theme for us. It's like uh, the, you, the, you need to come off. Yeah. The player can't say, "No, nah, go away. I'm fine. I'm fine." No, you're going to come off now. Yeah. And if he doesn't, then the referee will send him off. That's really fucking. Simple. Then you start putting your your your, uh, your your interchange player as like some sort of you know specialist strike weapon and then all of a sudden the player's gone down with the head thing and they're like oh, yeah. and they're like whatever the HIA is like, you know, um, like, like where are you playing and go, oh spaghetti and then and they're like oh this guy's fucked get him off and then all of a sudden you get this fresh guy come on yeah that's the thing you know it's always going to be rotable yeah but you know there's so many things to consider yeah but is. I think the fact that you have players telling doctors that they don't have concussion I don't I, I don't know what the actual I mean, it would be, it's a standardised process that they all have, would they have. They go out, though, yeah. they look at them, and then they're, you know... Uh, it's more scientific than that, though, right? Yeah, but they'll talk to the player, but then they can review what went on. And yeah. Is it 10 seconds, if they're down for more than 10 seconds, to get to their feet? Fuck, I mean, that's not like every player ball, isn't it, trying to milk? <laughs> um, and then apparently the other night, the TV screen that they were looking in to see Dugan was broken. Yeah. yeah. Um, have more than one fucking television in the whole fucking place. <sighs> Open up the fucking NRL app on your phone. So, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but it's, it is fucked. What's going to be interesting is, you know, now what's coming to the spotlight is what can cause concussion after the whole, oh, it was only my jaw. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's in the same part of your body that you fucking brains in you dickhead oh, that, that, and that's you actually just reminded me of a message well, that we got well concussion doesn't have to be blunt force trauma yeah well the thing is uh, that, um, this is something that uh, that is going to come up in the arse in the uh, arse in that section but no Tall Hayden mentioned um, headgear headgear doesn't actually do anything to prevent concussion, no. concussion. Head, what, he, headgear really I mean it looks the part. Yep. I'm sure that that was the initial intention of headgear when people started wearing it. They were like, I'm helping. Yes. But all it does is it actually just... It, it's like headgear in... Um, the, the the main uh, contact I've had with headgear is when um, you know, officiating at, at like junior mixed martial arts and, and, and you know, kickboxing and things like that. Yep. The kids wear headgear there and, it's, you know, they, and they've got the big puffy gloves and they've got the... the it, what it does though, it prevents incident like lacerations and... And yeah, cuts and, and things it. like and things like that. At the end of the day, you, you get you get cracked with headgear on. Your brain still rattles around exactly now, as much, if not. So Hayden, look, you can cover this again in the Ask Nat section yeah. if you want. But Hayden, I'm going to explain to you. There's a fucking sport called boxing. 
and boxers wear these things on their hands called boxing gloves. <sighs> and the padding on the outside of a boxing glove is maybe, oh, just off the top of my head here, one, two, three, four, five times as thick as a headgear. And you can still be concussed if you are punched with some by somebody wearing a boxing glove. Well, there's, that's a whole other a whole other thing, like on the MMA side of things as well, because the MMA gloves are far smaller. Yeah. And 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 people are like, oh my god, that's so brutal because the guy like you know gets cracked and he's knocked out. It's actually better for his health to get cracked once and knocked yeah. out and have the lights switch off than it is to be battered for 12 by 3 minute rounds with the big puffy boxing gloves yeah. because your, your brain is just rattling for half an hour and exactly and that's what concussion rather than is the lights going off when you actually get hit and like yeah. doing the job like you know you, you you know the lights switch out when you get hit sufficiently with boxing I mean that's yeah that's yeah. one of those things you know it it's with with concussion it's the rattling of the brain mm-hmm. inside the head yeah you, know, you, you don't say well you know I've got AIDS I better cure it by not having any more unprotected orgies like the AIDS is what will get you it's not it's not the orgies at that stage so that's that's quite some pool (laughs) first one to come to your head (laughs) yeah so again there's I think there's been cases where kickers have been taken you know late and after they've taken their focus off that are just as likely to cause concussions than Mm -hmm. than a, a crack to the scone yep you know so yep Fuck off, players. You're not doctors. And vaccinate your fucking kids. <laughs> Do you see the, 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 the autistic Sesame Street character they just introduced? Yes. So that's like the, the like the, the is that like the first Sesame Street character that ever got vaccinated? Then. <laughs> no, that was one in Africa that had AIDS. <sighs> um. Jason Talmolo is uh, last night. This was hitting. This was hitting the tweet machine last night. He was on the verge of signing a ten-year deal with the Cowboys, mm-hmm. worth ten million dollars. What do you think about that deal? I've got a lot of. I've got a lot of opinions about. It. What I think about that deal is I don't know enough about that deal to have an opinion. If just like a face value, so all we've got is ten years, a million a year. I think for Talmalolo, it's funny. There's so many, there's so many aspects to it. For Talmalolo, I go, yeah, that's fantastic. That's ten yep. million dollars. That's a lot of eggs. A lot of fucking cash, mate. Good, good job. Get that money. Yes. However, the salary cap in ten years' time, if yes. he's as good now as he is, in, in, if he's as good in ten years as he is right now, that million a year. We, Fucking massive unders for him. However, he's kind of locking in the you know a good chunk of change now. So that's you know yeah. so that's it. and the, then on the cowboy side, you look at it from their side, you go. It's a flip side. If he's as good now, then as he is now, then, yeah. then man, we're getting him for unders on the last five years of that deal. Yeah. However, if he blows an ACL next week, exactly. Then um, what? It's look. Who knows? Or if he turns into Nate Miles. Yeah. In four years' time. Yeah, fuck. Um, that's what I was saying. It, Both stand to be huge winners and huge losers from this deal. Because people put... It's not uncommon to put percentage increases in line with salary cap yep. in there. And that's one thing that we don't know about. And I if mean, that's you'd think a manager there. would be smart to do that for him, but... Yeah. Um, it may be that 
he's very happy playing football in North Queensland and his family settled. Yeah. And if his kid has, I don't know if he's got fucking kids, but if the kid started school, yep. that would, you know, see them through their schooling in a stable environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is far more risk for the Cowboys than there is for him. Yeah. And if the Cowboys sign sign off on that, that's fine. And what sort of things, uh, what sort of clauses are in place for five years he does an ACL or, or suffers a, a career-ending incident? Yeah, that is a tough one. Payouts and so forth. There's so Tell much me. that we don't know about it, but on face value, all I'm commenting is on the face value, like, you know, 10 years, a million dollars a year. Or, yeah. How many 10-year deals have ended out well? Exactly to date. Well... Was it's Benji? Too, it's too early, really, to say because the ten-year deal is a. Was Benji it, the first one? It's a newish sort of thing, though. Let's just dial it back and say no. five-year deals. Yeah. Zero. No, nothing at all. Yeah. So ten-year deal, you have to extrapolate and say. Yeah. It's slim to no chance of being fulfilled in its entirety. Yeah. I've seen it bandied around a lot, especially with the West Tigers situation at the moment. Yeah. Um. And and the thing that we will have trouble with here is that we treat sporting contracts under the same laws in a lot of cases that we do nine to five jobs. Yeah. Uh, which is fucking so stupid. It's not funny. However, um, an NFL style model where you can be signed to a contract, mm-hmm. and whilst you are playing and performing, it's guaranteed. Yeah. But at any stage, they can cut you. Yeah. Or there's like a base a base portion and then there's a, the, yep. there's a guaranteed portion and then there's a... That's it. Yeah, you know, whatever, you know, performance-based or, you know, longevity-based. Can, or, can you, know. you imagine what the West the negotiating power of the West Tigers as a club? You know, I don't know, we all love our players, mm-hmm. but as a club, imagine the negotiating power the West Tigers would have if they had the ability to cut with no financial penalty due to performance. Yeah. Like they do with their coaches. People. Or even like you know the injured reserve. So you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine like the how much power negotiating power someone like Tedesco would lose? Yep. Because they'd want obviously they'd want as much of their contract money to be guaranteed as possible. That's then, it. Yeah. However, the club in their interest would be like, look, mate, you fucking. Mm. How many games have we lost you for for injury? That's you know? it. You're on that fucking light white skim stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's um, and then you know there there could be the NRL could set up a foundation where for players who suffer career-ending injuries mm-hmm. that are cut by their team, then the, N- the NRL will pay a percentage of that as a, um, you know, like disability annuity, insurance. Like a pension sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, th- there are ways around it. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, you can't sack somebody from a club without penalties. Yeah. Um, That's the future. Yeah. At the moment, we just we still we we barely out of the meat raffle fucking so, era. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I think the Cowboys have much more to lose than uh, than Big JT does. But you know, again, if all parties are happy and there's pen to paper, yeah, and like ten million is is a is is a great chunk of change, and if you're not a fucking idiot, mm. that's plenty to secure. You yes, know, very the, comfortable. The future of his a very very comfortable future of his bloodline invested, yeah. you know, correctly. That's so. It. Yeah, uh, Milford uh, allegedly uh, stands to get uh, nine hundred grand per year mm. across a, a three-year contract. I think that's fantastic work by the club. Yes, three three years is actually a sensible contract length to start with. Yeah, and nine hundred k, it's t- like that's potentially massive unders. 
Especially, is it next year the cap goes up? Yeah, yeah I want to say yes. Yeah, you would also assume that being that short of a contract, that they wouldn't have had the percentage increase because yeah. they say, well, look, it's three years, he's got the ability to negotiate. Yep. There might be the option for another year in his favour. Yep. Who knows? That's great. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not chump change and it's only three years. Exactly. So Milford does stand to, to cash out huge, you know, when all the increases are taken into account it, in three years' time. It'll make him feel important. Before his time, but... um. Yeah. Won't make him feel comfortable, mm-hmm. which for you know little millennial fucktards seems to be how to work them. And uh, and and the Broncos aren't generally a team that you know that has to pay overs no, for players here. So so that, that's a great deal for them. Oh, officially, great. great yeah, like on well, paper you that know. everyone sees. Yeah, well, yeah, Tarab Reds unfortunately uh, aren't aren't auditable. Well, they almost were, and you remember what happened to that cunt? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, another point, you know, we emailed before the, you know, leading up to the show, what are we going to talk about this week? The last point that you've, uh, you've, you've, you've sent in terms of news is, uh, and I quote, shit can't touch judges, thieving a fucking living who would be better off if I sprinkled gunpowder on my asshole and shit down their throats before lighting the corner nut filled fuse so I could fuck their trachea afterwards. G'day, Jeff Eunice. <laughs> I can't wait to get to the recaps. <laughs> yeah. um, we had a had a uh, a tweet from uh, from Sticky Ricky uh, B B E underscore Jeff Cot, and uh, grabbed this from the uh, the Greenhouse Forum, which is a Canberra Raiders uh, fan forum, I believe. Yep. And he said, "There's data on the amount of times a team gets at least one extra day turnaround." And there's a screenshot of an Excel spreadsheet here. Yes. Very interesting stuff. Love a spreadsheet. And so the the spreadsheet's allocated into columns where, where uh, with the teams, and then the incidences where they get at least a day more turnaround than their opponent, times when they get a, a, a day less than their opponent, and times where it breaks even. Hmm. Significant results yeah. with the Broncos getting 12. Yeah. 12 times where they get more of more than a day a day or more turnaround than their opponent that yep. week the next best is uh, the Rabbits mm-hmm. and then it's pretty much daylight Cowboys with uh, 9 and then everyone else is and everyone of else is sort of down around you know 5, 6, 4 you know around about yeah. there you know so it's fairly uh, the, the Sharkies seem to be one of the more hard done by the Sharkies and Tigers 4 apiece yep uh, your guys on five. Yep. So that's look. I I can understand. I can understand the outrage, but you'll remember as well that the Broncos are put into time slots for rating purposes in blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, like Friday night football, you know, etc. So like, I, and, and you know, creating a draw really fucking hard. You know, with all the variables that you need to satisfy, mm. such as the you know the rights and travel and blah blah. You know, it's a fucking hard thing to do. Yeah. But it is significant in the case of the Broncos. It is. Now, one of two things will change this. And if you haven't fucking tweeted, we should say the Blue Wiggles not on Twitter anymore. Yeah. And if you haven't fucking tweeted at the Wiggles to get him to buy a fucking media company to have the NRL live stream its product, <laughs> don't fucking whinge to me about the draw. <laughs> because... anyone actually tweeted the... <laughs> Poor Wiggles... <laughs> This won't change too. I'm talking about Dorothy and fucking, you know, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, buy the rights to the NRL. Like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> Where did this come from? Uh, Why are you tweeting us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, un- until the NRL actually grows a pair and goes into TV negotiations realising that without them, Fox is fucked. Yep. And says, this much will buy you first picks. This much will buy you second and third picks of the games each week. However, we will tell you on what days these games must fall. Yep. So, you know, that that might mean that you don't always get what you want first pick on Friday night, or if the NRL broadcast its own product and then sold that to different... Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it, it is what it is. It'd be so easy to create a draw without ratings variables because you'd stick it into a program and it would just spit everything out for you. And it would be perfect. The teams with the turnarounds and the exactly, uh, yeah, and a share of different time slots for the you know benefit of the fans and yep. Yeah. Um, you know, again, there's there's things like well, okay, what does it mean that you you never ever have to catch a ball without the sun in your eyes? Well, how deep are you gonna go here? You know, it's it'll it'll have an effect. Doubt it's measurable in any way, shape, or form, but yeah. it it's not a good. A good look. Yep. And uh, finally got a tweet here. It doesn't really fit into it. Sort of fits into the game ones a little bit, but it's separate, separated out. But um, Mr. Hectic, Hectic32 Habib, tweeted us about the, the Sharks. He saw the Sharks social media. Yes. They've... Oh, Sharkies fans or people in the know with the Sharks can probably give, give me more information on this. But they've had a number of gaffes <laughs> over the years. They talked about Coon, the Coon Toss. That, yeah, you know, just this is just typo stuff. Obviously, it's not. There's obviously no intent. But that, this one, they, they had another one on on uh, the other night, and uh, it's half time. <laughs> we shit the sheds training, <laughs> trailing fourteen nil. Uh, he said, "Oh yeah, Julian O'Neill cited. <laughs> this has been cited signing for the Sharks." <laughs> yes, boy, did, oh, this a lot of that game I was listening to on, um, I, I think on the radio initially, and. Um, Gee, they loved it. Like I think it was a triple M. Like they they didn't stop talking about for fucking like twenty minutes. They're talking about shit in the sheds. Yeah, and then it was all over the triple M pages on on Facebook and everything. Fuck, they loved it. They got the most out of it, I think. Yeah, but um, Sharky, Sharky's digi. To you, I say. Firstly, thank you. But secondly, spell check. Just take a breath, mate. Like yeah. before you hit send. It's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, we're not subjecting you to a paragraph here. It's only a couple of characters that you have to worry about. Just slow down, read, before you hit send. Maybe stop fucking sending game tweets from the toilets at Northies on your mobile. Whilst trying to catch a stream in your mouth. <laughs> This Week in League is brought to you by Sportmate, Sportsmate Mobiles Rugby League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting your NRL at your fingertips, news scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, this podcast, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download Rugby League Live today, and uh, don't forget to follow their Twitter account, specific, well, follow at Sportsmate to start with, 
But then they've set up a, a, a Twitter account specifically for the app at R League Live, and uh, they tweet from that one during matches and so forth. And so make sure you follow that one as well, and uh, and tweet them and, and just tell them how much you love them and how much you love the app, and uh, just show them love. Basically, um, you got any stats that you want to go through that you, that you particularly enjoyed this week? Oh, there's a a couple couple to talk about in the games. Yeah. Um, but I I really like the deep drill down they've got on players this year. Yep. Um, it's been there, but but it's a really interesting thing. For example, if you go into uh, last week and if you pick something like Canterbury versus the Warriors, it's really, really simple in sports, mate, to compare what they're doing across an 80-minute period mm-hmm. with what they have been doing. Yep. You know, a lot of times it's it's like your kids. You don't notice your own kids growing up, but you see somebody else's kids you haven't seen for six months and yep. there's a, a massive change. Yep. So week in, week out, it can be hard to, to stop. But one thing that I, I didn't realise was um, Moses Embi's tackle effectiveness. Hit me. Like for, for a lot of time, um, you know, halves are, you know, generally run over. Perceived as, yeah, you know, not but perceived, are weaker. Yeah. For, for a career success of 81%, the last couple of games, he's been well over that. Um, last week it was at 88%. Well, it's good he's contributing somehow. So it's not an attack, like yeah. it should be. But, you know, even the, the dourest of dogs fans can go and find <laughs> something to be happy about. Something to <laughs> Deep dive in something, something not to bitch about, yeah. That's it. Uh, first game Thursday Melbourne Storm 14 defeat the Brisbane Broncos 12 down there at Amy Park and uh, the Storm's 14 came from tries to Riley Jackson Josh Adokar 2 of 2 conversions and a penalty goal to Cam Smith and the Broncos 12 came from tries to Roberts and Hunt with Kahu 2 of 2 conversions mm. Not the sort of game where the Storm uh, you know they're going to go in and even though they won they're going to just be bleeding fucking blood and pus and mucus from their rectums for the next three days. Fair to say that their attack in the red zone yeah. left a little bit to be desired. Mm-hmm. However, I, f- I, f- I felt that it w- Billy Slater, my feelings on, on, on Billy Slater are well documented yes. through the history of this show. So we don't need to go to there. For a return after a significant injury and a long, long layoff, he was—he looked pretty fucking good. Yeah, he did look. He'll fit. never be as fast as he was, but he's looked. He's like, and and yes, there were little kinks in the way he slotted in. I actually think that he contributed a lot to the disjointed yeah. red zone attack yeah, because they, they they tried to revert to the to the old school, you know, Billy Slater, and he'd chime in down the right hand side and stuff. And I just feel like it just. It just fucked yeah. their timing just a little bit, and there were a couple of tries that well, you know, they didn't bomb them, but with just a slight improve in timing and things like that, they would have mm. found the guy in the end to go in yep. the corner, you know. But uh, just, I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to say, well, fucking a good comeback. I didn't think that he would be nearly as up to speed as, yeah. as he was already, you know, straight away. So I thought it might have been, you know, like a, a swan song sort of thing, like you know, a bit of a cameo. Say, look here, I played. See you later. Yeah. But he's no, he's he's going to contribute to that side if he stays injury free. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, not not a bad problem to have. No, you know, um, I I'm having a very tough time deciding who who I'd have at at six if Slater comes back to one. Yeah, and I think I'm almost settled on I'd 
I'd prefer to see Jax. Yeah. Um, as, as the foil for Kronk. Might might be fortunate with with Gunny going off, yeah. um, injured. You know, does that put Munster out on the wing or yeah? Or what does that do? It's, it'd be so hard to to stifle his development. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to shelve him, just you know, you know it, it it'd be a, it'd be a tough call to make. Yeah. Um, the, the storm looked to be trying more up tempo solar footy. Yeah. So I don't know whether that had a, a lot to do because you're right, their attack was awful. It was absolutely horrible. Um, and maybe maybe going in there, they're thinking, okay, we're going to try some new things, and they, they didn't stick. Yeah. I'll be keen to see this week whether they go back to that simpler um, numbers-based attacking structure. Yeah. Uh, or, or whether it could they have been game, It could have been just... It could have been for the Broncos. Yeah, really that's on. it. Um, the, the Broncos, though, again, I think this is another one that the closeness of the game clouds, clouds a bit of judgment. Uh, the, the Broncos defended exceptionally well. They did. They were desperate. Yes. However, uh, their attack, well, the, there was absolutely nothing spectacular in attack at all. No. Um, I think fucking Corey Oates went to a seminar by fucking Colin Best and Bo Champion called Be Your Surname. Because that cunt is as exciting as fucking porridge. <laughs> Like he he's contributing, yeah. You know he's making meters. He's this, but he, he's not that, you know, super try scoring winger um, that he was last year. Yeah. Uh, the the Broncos need to find a spark, uh, and they need to find it fairly soon. Um, I I was really excited and hope we wouldn't see this Wayne Bennett St George style of try and win a premiership scoring no more than eight points a game. Because um, I, I think that'd really be a waste with the sort of attacking talent they've got. Yeah, yeah. But um, look, Storm, they remain they remain unbeaten. Mm. Munster just uh, with Munster, he he got he got that head clash as well. I remember. You know, he's that's like, right. Yeah, he's fucked or something. He? So he's gone yeah. too. So they couldn't even. I mean, that's that's a fortunate thing. You know, it was like you don't want a guy to get yeah, injured. Yeah. But it's kind of like he solved a problem for him for a little while. That's it. You know, like that that that, that he's, he's he's delayed a, a possible decision that had to be made. You know, and uh, well, maybe Craig's just planned it that way. You saying as someone's someone's done a job for him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. And, and one of the one of the things about this stuff, and I can't. Who is the who's the forward that plays out in the right edge for the Storm? It just felt like he 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 made tremendous yardage when he needed to, but when they came, but he kept chiming in down there when they were in that red zone attack, and I feel like he fucked so many opportunities for them because he's just not good enough at setting his, setting up a winger and things like that and yeah out there. I fucking I'm struggling I can't who the fuck is it I can't think who it was but I remember thinking wow he's he's devastating down that side fantastic but then when it's time to actually put a backline movement on yeah not, not so much and yeah. I think that he he cost him some cost him some points but um yeah good win of the storm um and yeah, Broncos. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna take something from the you know the, the desperation they showed in defence. I feel like they weren't. I feel like Melbourne's attack was as bad as their defence was good though as well. I mean, it wasn't sort was it? Mel- Melbourne threw seventeen offloads. I can't yeah. think of a game in in recent memory where when they've, they've been that th- team. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so. At Hammers H four M M E R Z, watching Broncos lose heartbreakers through Sims errors is my drug. 
yeah. I just uh, take off the through Sims era stuff and I agree. Like, <laughs> bro- Look, close Broncos losses, they're, they're, they're like, not worth as much as Manly wins, but fucking, it's not, the, the, the margin isn't as great as it used to be, let me tell you. <laughs> Between my enjoyment of those two things. <laughs> yeah. Um. Two great tastes that go great together. <laughs> Uh, yeah, nah, maybe. Broncos played their grand final last week. Coincidentally, it was a one-point loss to the Cowboys. <laughs> irony. Ouch. Shutter 86. With that Hunt deflection leading to a try and that crucial Corbin Sims drop, a lot of Broncos fans are very angry at Ashton Sims. <laughs> Look, that, that Corbin Sims drop wasn't that, that crucial. I mean, it, it, it's, it squandered their last chance to do something, but yes. it was on their side of halfway and, yeah. uh, you know... Yeah. Like, it was still going to be some crazy fifth tackle Hail Mary shit or throw a bomb up or something. Not, like, not a bad it, narrative. Though. It wasn't, yeah. But it would have been great if the if he dropped it 20 metres out or whatever and then Storm sling it sling it left score in the corner as time expires. Imagine imagine this year yeah. in a prelim final that Corbin Sims and Ben Hunt run for a bomb and <laughs> knock each other out. <laughs> <laughs> And it just bounces up, boom, and bounces back towards the, the team chasing that's down. That, Jesus yeah. just comes down. He goes, right here. We're done here. Yeah. <laughs> Judgment day. The world does not get any better. Look, I'm going to have to make an executive call here, and rugby league is officially uh, shut down now. It's, uh, it has attained, it attained its peak perfection form. <laughs> ben Hunt nearly thought about dropping one too, didn't he? Poor fucker. <sighs> mm. He's, if he with those bobbles and things like that, he just brings it back up again. And he's like, it's just, it's delaying the time he gets over it. <laughs> he he's may, not, yeah, he, he may never, he yeah. may never get over it. Uh, Freako nine, the biggest issue in the NRL right now is the length of the game. It needs to be reduced to seventy five minutes. Uh, yes. At the Blue Steelers, fuck me, how good is watching Brisbane getting Queenslanded by Melbourne? <laughs> Ash, that's what it feels like, cunts. Ash, fuck Melbourne too. <laughs> the doggies. 24 to feed the Warriors 12 I mean uh, Dunedin I believe it was at Forsyth Bar Stadium mm. and uh, their points came from tries to Mbai a double to Bimoz and uh, Inigo Montoya with, his, with a try avenged his father he avenged his father uh, Mbai 3 or 4 conversions and a penalty the Warriors 12 came from tries to Bodine and Sean Johnson and uh, Johnson 2 of 2 conversions yeah, it's a, it, Warriors are definitely a team I think that would, would benefit from from a salary cap where you can cut people for non-performance. I I can't imagine... Like, Stephen Kearney's not, not the super coach I think a lot of people think he is, but... I don't know where he ever got that from, though. Where did that come from? It was because he did his time under Bellamy. Yeah. That's, and he that, was the next best thing, and then he had... But a, he's never actually done anything. No. He's understudied to these guys who yes. are very successful, but he's never at any stage... He had a half-decent run at para, and then yeah, capitulated. How, yeah, it's like half... So... And then he did... Half decent's very generous. Like, though. he just happened to be in charge in New Zealand when they got us on an off day. Yeah. And so he got a current crop of fantastic... Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, um... He's like the Mal Meningu, you know, like with, with his yeah, origin. exactly. Um... The, the Warriors had every reason to win this game. Like, it was a, an away game for them in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. They, they were playing in a different part of their country than they normally would. Um... So they, they had a real opportunity to, to get a, a galvanised fan base somewhere else. The it, look, I don't know we're armchair coaches, yeah, but it is eternally frustrating when you know you, you should have against a big Canterbury forward pack early in the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, what we're going to do is play 
very simply, and we're going to kick early for most of the first half. And we're going to shift these fat. Yeah. We're going to make them turn and run, and then we're going to chase, mm-hmm. and we're going to nail them down their end, and then we're going to come up and we're going to kick early, and we're going to turn them around, and we're going to chase. And then Sean Johnson's going to run the fucking ball. Exactly. Like, it's yep. not a hard game plan this early in the season. Like, yep. we did it to the Penrith did it to them in the finals last year. You can... It, it's, a, it's a game plan to play the dogs, period. Exactly. It doesn't matter if it's the third round. Exactly. Do it any time. You know, and, and would probably work against Canberra, you know, and yep. those larger teams as well. Well, we'll get, to the, we'll get but, to the Canberra thing, but, I mean, it was working for the Tigers against Canberra for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it actually was... <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, I, I don't know if it's that the Warriors don't know how to execute, yeah. that they don't understand game plans, that they get out there and the the instincts take over. Or they're poorly coached. Or, or yeah, they're poorly coached. By a guy who's hyped to be... Um, yeah, he's, he's got an amazing pedigree, but isn't the coach yeah. that he's alleged. Yeah. You know, so... And and then again, it it, it really should have been a points of palooza for them. Yeah. With that much ball... Yep. Um, ...that they had in the first half. So, the... The dogs, the scoreline was a little bit exaggerated in the end. Yeah. Um, they defended very well. Uh, and that, look, that, like you said, there's a game plan to play the dogs, but that's how the dogs will play you. They'll, yeah. And I don't, and I don't grind think, and, and bash. And, and I don't think the dogs were really challenged. No. In the, you know, to, to, they defended, they defended uh, what, what was thrown against them very well. Uh, Warriors got success through Sean Johnson running the ball. Fucking shock me. Yep. Um, why doesn't he do it more? I don't know. What's his fucking story? I mean, is he coached not to... Look, who knows that in a club that doesn't have a history of a, a great amount of ticker, Yeah, everyone's just, oh, you know, Kieran's here in round four and, you know, we'll be right then. And, you know, that sort of Jeez. shit's contagious. You're putting your eggs in the foreign basket. I mean, yeah. Eggs and fucking omelets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got anything else? No. Bud Smoko. Is it just me or does Eastwood look like a man baby? On his back, he looks like he wants to be changed. <laughs> At Twilltown, that fucking man bun has destroyed any lingering talent that Vatavai had left. He's gone. Hash, full Barney Pomeroy. Time to cartwright the cunt. What does that mean? Look. Time to make if, him the if next I'm, immortal? If I'm... No, no. If I'm, if I'm being kind, <laughs> I'm going to say it's like... Cardi getting sacked from the Gold Coast, but I think it's about more about Bryce and his tendency towards dealing with unexpected offspring. <laughs> That's yeah. not cool. Someone who's suck underscore my underscore balls <laughs> clearly <laughs> on team underscore at I underscore am underscore a underscore warrior with one R. I guess the correctly spelled version was gone. It's the traditional New Zealand way, Nathan. Okay. Misspelling things. More of the same old shiz. I try to be positive, but old grumpy cunt has a better mindset to watch the Rocks and Ice show. (laughs) (laughs) At Voodoo Rock, no worries, New Zealand fans. The most stable person in the world will turn your club around. Stop, fuzzy time. Nice. Hash, hasten, happens. Mm. D, Matea. Connie left the sinking ship and jumped on... And jumped onto the fucking Titanic and still cheering fucking Warriors. <laughs> Hash, fuck this Warriors shit. <laughs> Calm down, son. It'll get better one day. Mm. Asterisk. <laughs> There's no warranty on when that day might actually occur and if it will be in your lifetime. 
at Magpie Warrior 95. Loving the early Friday game in New Zealand. 8 p.m. match means we don't have to sit through a union game first. Hash 20 minutes of scrum resets. Hash NRL for NZ. I think that the as the Broncos are, are wedged, you know, mm. on Friday night mostly, you know, Thursday night, like big time slots at the start of the round. Fine, make it a Warriors. If the Warriors are playing in New Zealand, yeah. Well, fuck if they're not. I mean, <laughs> it behooves the game to give. You know, I mean, they do have like a significant time difference. Yeah. So if if you can give a get a time slot in there that that really works for them, yeah, exactly. Then fucking why not? Go for it. The uh, Titans 26 defeat the Parramatta Eels 14 at Hope Solo Coliseum. And uh, the Titans tries came to McQueen, Cornish, LG, Roberts. Uh, Ash Taylor, 4 of 4 conversions and a penalty goal. The Eels 14 came from tries to Gutho and Jeff Robson. And Gutherson, 2 of 2 conversions and a penalty goal. Mm. The, the, the Titans showed uh, a little bit of, I think, team uh, connectivity in this one. It was... All week they were the underdogs and, yep. and had every excuse to put up a pretty fight, and yet unfortunately just not be able to do enough to get there in the end, yep. as they did almost every game last season. Um, but this, I think, was a real showing from Ash Taylor. He he grabbed that team, and that was his team. Yep. And that's exactly what the Eels lacked. Um, the the Eels' success is going to be this year that they're, they're a team of soldiers. The success this year is going to be on the back of, of Smooth Corey. Exactly. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. because they're soldiers, they need a leader. Mm-hmm. And when they didn't have that, uh, you know, Gutho was trying and, and French went for a couple of good little individual runs. But that's not leadership, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's just individual exactly. yeah, ability. Um, and, and that might have been Such enough. Such old Jeff Robson. <laughs> yeah. If you're talking about leaders, we're like Colonel Clink. <laughs> He's got um, tenure. He's a veteran. <laughs> Like Commandant Lassard. <laughs> I'm just picturing him with a monocle. Um, yeah, and, and that wasn't enough. That the Titans on their night um, yep. obviously came out and were playing together. Yep. Yep. Um, McQueen did his best Jamie Lyon impression in the centres. <laughs> I fucking swear to God. I swear to God there were two times where he's taken a cutout and he's going full pace, and the defences overrun him. <laughs> put him in. It, genius. Yeah. Fuck yeah. coaching genius. Um, but a, a, a good win from from a team that was under a little bit of internal pressure. They'll, yeah. they'll do okay now. They've got Grevesmule and um, Copley coming, hopefully. But uh, I, I think Ash Taylor really needs to continue this. He needs to, when Haynes back, make it very clear that that's his team. You're reminding me on this Grevesmule thing. What were the personal issues that it was all done very like not quietly, but it was all done very respectfully. Like we, he's, you know, That's we're, how we're releasing him. He he's doesn't want to be involved in the pressures or whatever rugby league. So he's gone off to. They told the story that he's gone off to live yep. a live a life as a civilian. Yep. Blah blah blah. He was building something. Gee, fucking got over that quick, didn't he? Building stuff's hard work, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He was yeah. So it yeah. Um, but he got over that quick. Yes. Like three months. Yeah. I do think it was something, you know, Penrith, let, he came and asked to be released. Yeah. They they don't want someone there that doesn't want to yeah. give their all. Yeah. Um, he's gone away. He's come to Queensland. Realised real life's, life's actually Yeah. Tough. Discovered that, you know, going to training four days a week 
with your mates and fucking around half the time. He's uh, definitely be busting your ass. Getting up when it's dark and mm-hmm. going to a building site and coming home with cuts and yep. cement all over yourself. Yep. So, but, you know, again, he, he was a great player at South. So I loved him at Penrith and yeah. I hope he goes well for the Titans. I think he will, yeah. He's, he's a great, he's a great get. I, I, I just, did he, did he move up to Queensland first? And he, like he actually, after the Penrith thing, he moved to Queensland and then it's like he's, then that's why it became the Titans or... I don't know. I don't know anything about the background of like after. You're, he you're looking at me like I saw last night's episode of Chris Greaves' Mill. Where are you now? Yeah, no, I just, no fucking idea. Look, he fucking played for your team, can't all right? Like, you, yeah, you, you know more about him than I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you play for your team, yeah, you're pretty much related. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mr. Miles. All right. Now, yeah, where are we? Giannis Mateus. Giannis underscore Mateus. I would argue that there have been more people in Hope Solo than the number of people who are in Hope Solo Stadium tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that tweet, in retrospect, is the is. Like, Did he why, tag her in it? Why hasn't no 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 nah, no he didn't fucking growl pair. Yeah, because some like further on in this game, someone did tag someone, which is appreciated. Uh, Paraman MK2. No ref swap from me. We were crap across the park. Gronkily led by the gronkiest gronk to ever gronk. Jeff Cunt Knuckle Gronkson. <laughs> Jesus! That was his first tweet. I've got another one later that he that he sent us on reflection. <laughs> and I don't like I don't like to do like multiple tweets much, but I, I, I make allowances for for Kyle at Hammers. I said, uh, "Para, come to see bus and spend eighty minutes running around holding James' pocket." Mm. Ash, our bitch, astronauts. If we were a woman, I'm sure Semi and the Ls would have beat us. Ooh. Mitch Doyle, thirteen. He's tagged everyone in this, by the way. The GC Titans lo- lose Jared Hayne and win a game. Coincidence? Hash, no Hayne, no pain. Fantastic. And now Paraman, para on reflection, he's at home and thinking Jeff is to blame for everything. Para's loss, male baldness, Trump's America, the vibe, <laughs> Marbo, I rest my case. Hash, cut. <laughs> Paul Mac underscore 78. Aquis sponsors the Titans. Couldn't tell you what the fuck they sell, but I'm tipping it's not milk. <laughs> Ash biscuits. Ash Roddy Palmer legacy. <laughs> the Rabbitohs, or the Robbios, I should say, 24 to feed the Newcastle Knights, 18. And McDonald Jones, the Rabbitohs tries came to Johnson, Sutton, Bryson Goodwin, Braden Burns. Reynolds, three or four conversions and a penalty goal. The Knights, 18, came from tries to Hodkinson, P. Matautia. Actually, no, it's, P, it's Peter, isn't it? So he's Matty Utai. And uh, Ken Seo, Hodkinson, one of two conversions. Brock Lamb with one as well, and Hodkinson got a penalty goal. Have you heard the third pronunciation? Courtesy of Big Mal? No. What is it? Matitia. Really? Yes. What's fucking wrong with that guy? No, Mal Meninga called him that. Yeah, what's was, wrong with him? When he was reading the... Yeah. Well, it's a lot of letters, no? Yeah, I guess. We need a ruling. Go to the bunker. I mean, if the, if, if, the, if the brothers can't decide amongst themselves. <laughs> Just, I want a Highlander-style battle. <laughs> With a lost head. Um, yeah, t- tough game. The, the Knights this year look look to be, and they have made some, some genuine improvements, and there are some things for, for the Knights and their fans to be happy about. Um, but they, they do seem to be the team that's going to drag a couple of teams down to their level yep. and make games a lot closer than they should be. And and this was one of those games. Um, the Both teams had as much respect for the ball as, as George Burgess does for his first grade career. <laughs> so uh, the, the Knights, are there, they had every opportunity to win. Um, but, you know, it it's a, it's a gradual process with them. 
they're doing much better defensively in the middle of the park. Unfortunately, that means compressing, you know, till you're almost shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. And there's just there's points to be had out wide. It's like Nathan and Brown needs to do the under eights <laughs> thing, like put your arm out to the side <laughs> and touch someone in a Knights jersey. Then maybe you need to space Move. out a bit yeah. more. <laughs> Move. Um, and and no no, what are you doing on the wing? No, get get back in the middle. <laughs> Where's the Matatas? Get out there. Um, yeah, Souths were, were okay. The, the, their halves are, are going to be what gets them there. If, South, if South there. with Reynolds are, yeah. what, conservatively five times better? <laughs> like, significantly, like... Yes. He's, I mean, he's always been an, 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 yeah, he's been an important player and a good player for them. Yep. But this season especially, though... It just feels like his influence over the future of that that side and the success of that side. Yeah, it's it's which, huge. Which is funny, think, thinking that normally going into the year, your, your thoughts about Souths are that okay, well they've got a big forward pack, and if they're yeah, dominant, yeah. then he'll have plenty of time to, to yeah. play. Um, I think he has a very good foil in Walker. Yeah, and that, I, I love that combination in yeah. halves. One that can kick, control the game. Um, you know, re- really get them around the park. And a winning scenario for all involved with. With Kiri yeah. going, yeah, and Walker, like, it's, it's 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 not often that something works out win-win for everybody. Like, and, yeah. and it's just great. How about Hodkinson? I, I I applaud the referee. They need there needs to be more of this shit. Yes, because one of the, I mean I don't mind the the que- like a lot of people are like oh fucking yeah people approaching the ref and talking to the ref and like something. It doesn't bother me you know that much. I mean there there are plenty of things to be picky about if you really want to. Yeah, you know, talk about things that shit you on the field, but I applaud the referee for just like you yeah. know, we're having his integrity questioned. You know, like very, very lightly yeah. inferred that he was perhaps cheating. Boom, loved it. Yeah, I mean that that sort of shit. I mean that that's a, that's a real that's a that's a straight up junior rugby league move. Yeah, and if they're going to act like a fucking kid, then hit him with the junior rugby league. Exactly, man. Like, exactly. Great. Um, Look, on that, the the other thing is in this game, the there was uh, Burgess who was sent for ten. Yeah. For throwing punches. Yeah. He got no penalty for a yeah. swinging fucking atomic yeah. elbow to the face. Yeah, yeah. And this is, and, and I'll talk about this more in another game. But this is where it is just so ridiculous that there is a technology there that can't be used. Whereby that they can review the severity of a potential incident, yeah, which they do a lot of the time. I mean, like, put it to they, there are like a player's down, yep, and then the bunker will go, yeah, they'll look at they'll look at it to see if it's a swinging arm, whether it's a penalty yeah, or whatever. But that uh, what they've stopped doing this year is changing the, yeah. the calls or adding things yeah. to the calls, yeah, which is. Like, you know what? I had a couple go against my team last year where there was a scrum and all of a sudden the referee got a note in his ear and he says, no, nah, we're reversing the, the feed. Yeah. Fair enough. There's yep. A, there's actually... There, 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 actually, though, there wasn't enough of that. Yeah. Because there's so many they didn't do. I mean, yep. I don't care. Either don't do it or do it, but get them all or, you know... Yes. I'm, I'm so I'm so happy that even if it goes against... I'm, I would much rather... I'm, I'm even more so now leaning towards... Because I was that. Okay, look, yeah. you know, either get rid of the bunker completely or utilise it. Yeah. But getting rid of the bunker completely still means that the people see it on TV. Yeah. You and know, the it, commentators harp exactly. about it endlessly after replay, so, after replay, after replay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Souths were, were ordinary. Newcastle, again, they're, they're on a, a steady little improvement plan. Um, yep. But 
fucking something's got to be done with South's forwards pack. The the Burgeye, mate. The, when when it's not happening, when it's yeah. not happening for him. It it is interesting. Like it. Like you saw the comments with Sam last week. They asked yeah. him, okay, well, hey, what about George? Yeah. You know what? He's fucking lucky to get it, to have his first grade spot. He's underperforming, mm-hmm. and then he goes and does that shit. He's coasting. He's coasting on 2014. Like, you remember yeah. how good he was in 2014? Yep. I mean, like, Sam gets the credit, you know, because he, with the busted face and everything, yeah. and, you know. He came in. He was going to outshine his brother. George George was the one that was like, I mean, Sam did the busted cheekbone thing or whatever the fuck in, in that grand final. So, he gets, so obviously, that's a, that's a Clive Churchill move. But George is the one that was... Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, fuck. So, mm. Now... Shadow, a shadow. Yes. Mitch of the Geos. Um, what the Rabbitohs save on dental bills, they'll pay in judiciary fines, hash grubs, hash cheap shots. Mm. Aditya Swami, Adam Reynolds, quality in a scrappy bunning side, would have been punished by better opposition. Um, hey, Sam Warden, congratulations to Faf. Shoulda, coulda, woulda been at Leichhardt in black, gold and white, but at least he got the win. Very gracious. Fuck, he's loyal if nothing else, Sam. Oh, he's 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 a far, he's a far man from way back. I've seen a lot of things. I've not seen too many people come out. There's been that whole, oh yeah, you know, oh Far is happy about this, but there has not been a lot of fuck getting back to the club now that Taylor's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Tall Hayden, Sinbin for informing the match official that it is a close game and incorrect calls at pivotal times may impact the result. <laughs> Yeah, that's when you put it that way, it sounds a lot better. At uh, Hebby underscore Nova. Ref's fault, ref's fault, ref's fault. That is all. <laughs> the Roosters 14 defeat the Penny Panthers 12 at the Muddy Puddle. The Roosters had double to Gordon in revenge game. Yeah. Uh, Latrell Mitchell with the other try. Gordon, one of three conversions. The Panthers 12 uh, had try to Tyrone Peachy, a conversion to Nathan Cleary, and three penalty goals to Cleary. Mm. Yeah, tough night. Um for, for Penrith and the I, I don't think like the the try didn't cost them the game the the forward pass and the fact the that they try. scored three tries to one was you know one in the game exactly you, I'm um, going to rely on missed goal kicking to you know yeah, yeah. definitely what, what I am filthy about is the cunt that was out there on the sideline mm-hmm. has been stood down from being a touch judge so many fucking times for fucking up calls. Yeah. And in important games. Yeah. You know, this was only a, a round game early on. Yeah. But he's back out there. Yeah. And the forward pass isn't the one that is the most glaring. <laughs> there was one where Daniel Tupu had tried to bat a... or someone tried to bat a ball in and then Tupu was trying to pass into somebody else. Yeah. And his foot wasn't on the line. His heel was over the line. Yeah. And this Eunice fuck stains there, that's, staring down. And that's touchy. Like, that's like there can be contentious things like forward passes and things like yeah. that. But I mean, if you can't police, but this is the what I'm saying. Line. If if you are staring down at the line so fucking intently to see where the foot is, how are you looking at his hands to see when contact with the ball's made? Mm-hmm. Like it, it boggles me. And the forward pass again, it was only missed because he's too fucking slow. Like, he was there, he was close enough, but not yeah. close enough to judge whether it went forward. Yeah. And, it, so, and, and, like, how are they going to... How are they going to proceed with things moving forward from the referee's standpoint? Is Archer going to give us a, a verdict on every 
possible forward pass situation in a game in his re- in his review. It, yeah. It's just a, it's opened up a can of worms and exactly. And for people that like to rest fault about losses, fuck me, it's just given them everything they it need does. to to dine out on for the next decade. The easiest thing in the world, fuck off, touch judges for anything they need to do in goal. Mm-hmm. We have technology that can yep. can assess that. Yep. Get all of them and put them out to fucking pasture. And each stadium gets a professional operator and a drone that sits above where the play is. Yep. And a professional operator would be able to keep that thing on top of the ball at all times. Don't even need to. Don't even need to, to do it as a drone. I mean, you got like that spider thing. You know, just they're pretty expensive to put up. Are they? Okay. Yeah, they're very expensive to put up. But at enough of a height, yeah, the angle you get on the field yep. would be able to determine forward passes. Offside from kicks, but then all it, comes, of this shit. It, it comes. It comes down, you know. But then you, you've got all the little variables that stop them from touching it now, like you know, like, oh, you know, out of the hands, the physics drifting this and blah blah blah. No, you can zoom yeah. in and look at the direction of the hands and which way they I moved. Just, I just feel that if if Tony Archer's in a position to rule on that, and no, after the fact, no other way ends up with fucking Jeff Eunice walking out at an intersection and washing my windscreen and asking for fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. Look, while he is an absolute fucking idiot, yeah, there is more I'm angry about with... Well, not angry. Yeah, it's round three. Um, but I would like to see, if you realise after a little while that the referee you have in that game is you know blowing harder than fucking Sam Burgess's mum to keep George in the team, <laughs> then then use it. Yeah, the amount of penalties that, that were blown, and I saw the guys getting up saying, "Oh, you know that that was never, and this was that, and I was there." Don't argue with the fucker. Work with him. Yeah, and let the other team suffer for it. It yeah. ended up with about an equal penalty count, about an equal um, number of errors, about an equal number of sets. Yeah, and they're those games where the fifty-fifty calls will end up fucking you. Yeah, and another two points would have been great. Exactly. If you're smart, work with the referee. That's that's what I uh, what I really would like to see. Well done to the Roosters though. They they were um, yeah, capable. Didn't fuck any dogs. <laughs> you know. I don't, I don't feel like this was the game that the commentators thought it was. No, it was horrible. It wasn't. It wasn't this uh, this, this uh, enthralling contest. Once again, closeness equals closeness quality. in history. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they played. They've never really gotten over two thousand and three. Definitely haven't. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of kids who. Whose parents put them out? You know, didn't didn't ever take them back in after that because they said they weren't Bondi enough. You know, I think one of them said grouse. They, they said they were too Westy and just just shunned them. So there's a, a lot of Roosters fans that are still hurt over Scott Sattler and his heroics. Bud Smoko, clearly the NRL has an agenda that knows the West will support anyway. Oof. <laughs> he's got a lot of hashtags like uh, gambling, a cutback, refs fault, and so forth. Highway underscore. Feels like a pretty average win, but I'll take the two points. Yes, you will. Uh, Doz tweets, is Latrell Mitchell the new fake tough guy of the NRL, or is he the new Jake Mamo? He's a new... Yeah, he's... What's uh, what's the difference? I... Yeah, true. <laughs> what's the difference? He's, again, he, he's a little... Yeah. Little millennial kid who's who's safe and can be as much of a, a smart-ass as he wants. In days gone by, other players would refer to him as a germ. Yes. The mighty Manly Seagulls, 30. Defeat the North Queensland Cowboys, 8. 
in their own home field, 1,300 teeth. Manly's 30 came from tries to Jorge, Tommy Turbo, Brenton Lawrence, Jackson Hastings, Walker, four or four conversions, and three three penalty goals. I don't just, fucking understand just that. Just to interject either. there, somebody tweeted me last yeah, week, yeah. and the same individual who um, refers to the Roosters' salary sombrero yeah. on television mm-hmm. has started referring to the Cowboys' home ground as uh, 1300 Toothless Smile Stadium. It's very wordy, though, isn't it? Mm. It's doesn't roll at all. And they get more like 13,000 too, I mean, but, you know, it's not piss. So, <laughs> Cowboys 8 came from trying to Jake Granville and uh, a conversion to Thurston, a penalty goal to Thurston. Yeah, it, I'll let you have the bulk of this one, but with, with yeah. Cowboys, you take away the forwards that they've lost and there's 80% of their game plan. Yeah, and they talk you know? about that, but the fact that we've lost four fucking pr- first four choice props, pretty much, with the exception of Brenton Lawrence. I mean, yeah, but not not all first choice props are created equal. No, they're not. But I mean, they're all they they all have their importance to their their own team. Yeah. I mean, if they're if you, if if they're the best, put it this way, if Tapau and like Lussig and that, if they if they were our best performing guys, mm. and you take them out of the team, yeah, then I'm saying you know be as happy with this one as as Souths are. Over, over Newcastle. Look, at the end of the day, they had Thurston. <laughs> <laughs> they, had the, they, they had the JT that mattered. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, he's the, he's the, he's the JT that matters in that side, <laughs> even, if he's not getting, even if he's not getting paid like it. <laughs> like the other one was allegedly going to be paid. Maybe that's it. Maybe it was a mistaken contract. <laughs> Sent it to the wrong JT. JT, JT. <laughs> What's JT's address? So many. So it's like this week in JT, this week though. Wow. I mean, like you got the Jason Taylor as well. I mean, it's all JTs. All JTs all the time. But, um, Look, the uh, this the attitude of the of the team was fantastic, and that was the thing that I'll take the, uh, uh, mostly away from it. They the Cowboys had plenty of opportunities to put on points and yeah. attack, but they defended with the, the same stoutness and, and and resolve that they did in that in that period in the Parramatta game where they had like five uh, dropouts in a row, whatever it was. Yep. So, like that's the thing is what they've done now is they've set a benchmark. That yes. this, we know we know that the team can pull together and do this, and it's a function of coaching now to ensure that they can get into that same place and can and do that week week in week out. Which and that's that's the part that I'm not sure that it's why I don't think Barrett is a very good coach because I'm not sure that he can get them to do that. It's great for the players to get smashed in the media all week and then as a group, you know, become indignant and and mm-hmm. play this way. But you need to be able to do that without the. You need to you need to turn into the big green guy without without yeah. being you know prodded and, and, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, you've got to be able to do it as a as a function of if you just the way you go about your business every week. Yeah. Um, Tommy Turbo, amazing, and uh, and you know all all talk about his speed is now he's buried it after destroying X Factors and everything. I mean, did outrunning X Factors. He just who, who did he outrun? Oh, the entire Cowboys team, including yeah. the X Factoriest X Factor that ever X Factor. <laughs> So, and that was a tremendous, you know, like uh, intercepted grubber, you know. Mm. I mean, obviously, a fortuitous bounce when you you stick your leg out and it, and it just bounces up beautifully in the arms. But hey, yeah, you got to be there to be lucky. You know? uh, that, that's right. That's right. Um, Brenton Lawrence, great. Nate Miles, like I, I, I don't hate to say it, but like his best game <laughs> that he's played probably since two thousand and fourteen. Like I'm not yeah. talking about just his manly career. I'm just talking about his life in general. Like. <laughs> Do that week in, week out, because that guy is a guy that knows, A, I'm old, yeah. B, I'm playing like a bag of shit, yep. and C, Lussick to Powell, 
are Lloyd all breathing down. Yeah. Um, the Fenil Blake, all these guys are going to come back into the side. How are we going to fit all four of them in the side? Yep. Who's going to make way for these guys, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so it's a guy with a tar- you know, guy who sees the writing on the wall. The problem is, you know, once again, do it do it every week, man. Um, it was good to see Hastings play for me. It was good to see him get a try. But, I mean, that try, though, I mean, Sean Lane, though. I mean, he was. Do you remember when he started? When he sort of came onto the yeah. scene for the for the, the dogs in the, the in the closing rounds to that season? Was it two years ago? He was amazing. He was like one of the. He, yeah. was, he was their best player through that yeah. period. He was just he was tr- tremendous. Then he signed a. You know they they showed him the money over at the Warriors, and so he moved over there. <sighs> Reserve grade, nothing, yeah. whatever. Wouldn't be the first guy to go to the Warriors and, yeah, and turn out language. that way. Yeah. Um, and he's come back and he's got an opportunity, and he fucking great like I was actually stunned like I was like I had to check the number like who's who's putting the footwork on and yeah. accelerating through the gaps like no that's not, that's not Sean Lane but it was uh, you know just just a, a great team effort more of that please that's the, I mean to do it in a, at a the Cowboys had their you know their, their suspensions and, and injuries we had our you know, injuries and suspensions as well but like you said I mean obviously you know they're talking internationals and you know and we're talking you know criminals so well yeah it's a powers international so it's, yeah, it's one of them but um <laughs> we had an international too to power equals Malolo or scott don't <laughs> one for one don't don't be, don't be that fucker who gets one client in new zealand and then calls themselves an international client manager don't but really it was just the it was just the the, the com- i mean yeah. like the, the, it's a field where the cowboys traditionally do very well regardless of the situation they're in so it was a great win and to dominate them you know so 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 much as well uh was great but the the, the message is just more of that in yeah. attitude just the attitude well you, you're you've, going to win every game but that attitude you've definitely bought barrett at least three months with that one win yeah and so you can count on what what's it been you probably lose another three three so you got three losses and then you have another nice win Good thing this week though we're playing uh, almost. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say guaranteed win, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I almost guarantee victory this week. No, really? fuck it, I do. I guarantee victory okay. this week. But we'll get to that. Um, do you have anything you want to add? No, not at all. Jim Man Bear Pig. I imagine Nate's erection to be so magnificent that the superstitious folk of Queensland worship it. I thought Syrian played well. He he wasn't he wasn't too bad. I mean, he's still got his he's still got his moments though. Yeah, like he's. Like the simple, like the one out, and he just fucking drops fucking, it. Cold. You, you better hope, like a cunt, that he doesn't bring his dad with him. He, I never thought that Ciro Senior was that kind of demure mm. dockage kind of character. <laughs> but well, he certainly got some Gary Gallon to him. Yes, and uh, well, yeah, I mean, we've got Hastings. You know, yeah, yeah, Kev, he's battle he, of the he, dads. Yeah, I mean, there's Jesus, battle of the salty. <laughs> Dad, the dad's salty at their at their children's yeah you know, well their own clubs for punning their their prodigy the prodigy I should say mm. um yeah wow and then see with on that zero thing he basically was like you know they fucked myself and they fucked me off and Jason Taylor fucked me off and you know didn't even you know give me yeah. any warning where and then Jason Taylor come out this morning and said look I I didn't sack him didn't have fucking nothing to do with sack yeah. and in fact I went up and offered my commiserations and yeah, so. But I've already stabbed yeah. Jason Taylor's snake in the grass, so exactly. who believes what he says? Um, well, when, well, we're in 180 within one sentence then. Normie H93. First time using Twitter, 
I thought Titans over Power would be the biggest upset this week. Ash Cowboys by 13 plus. Mm. Welcome, Normie. Norman. As the case may be. Long time listener, first time Twitter? Let us know, first, first time using Twitter, so I, I didn't go back and go through his account because, I mean, that would be stalkerish. But okay. we should verify if that was, indeed was his first tweet. We well, yeah, fact check. If he was fucking lying to us or not. I don't know. Eh. Blue underscore beaver. More, res- more reverse psychology, more often, please and thank you, Nate. Mm. Ash Manly 13 plus. Sorry, fucked it already. Haven't I guaranteed victory this week? At Benny27, one of the greatest Seagulls victories of the last five years. What a performance. That to me is more of a it's a fucking low sample group. Yeah, it's more of a co- more of a more of a comment, like a very low bar, right? Yeah. Uh, our Lewis Brown, I believe it's official blue tick Lewis Brown account. <laughs> Lewis Brown twin tweeted to us in that uh, Lewis on the bench twenty four eight. Lewis on the field six nil. Defensive maestro Lewis was in full control. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, with the ins coming back through after injuries and suspensions yeah. and stuff, how that guy can retain. <laughs> The reason why Lewis was so good this week is because I think he only played, like, if he played 20 minutes, I'd be surprised. Yeah. So, basically, okay. the damage was minimized. <laughs> super sub. He's a super sub. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, like Bureau in that origin yeah. game. Super sub. <laughs> Moosehead08. Manly are back. Great effort, especially from maligned players. Miles, Coruscant, Uate. Brown still shit, though. Mm. And, yeah, Appy was, well, he was... He, he busted his ass. Like, that's, that's what I love about him. He busts his ass. So I just wish he could bust his ass on the... Like that Rex, yeah. Rex Moss that passed the ball. <laughs> like, maybe bust his ass on that during the week. And then, yeah, the results would... Uh, yeah, yes. Reap the rewards. That's it. Canberra Raiders 46 to feed the West Tiger 6. GIO. Oof. <laughs> to, to, to quote Commandant Lassard. <laughs> the Canberra Raiders got many, many tries. <laughs> Papana uh, 2, Croker, Papali, Blake Austin, Kotrick, Jack White, and Elliot Whitehead. That Elliot White, I mean, fucking, that try. I mean, he's kissed on the dick with that try. I mean, that was a Paulo yeah. try all day. Seven of eight conversions to Croker. Tigers 6 came from a intercept. An intercept, I must I must clarify. An intercept to Norfolk Luma and uh, Mitchell Moses. Yep. A conversion. But Canberra are just... A, a complete football team at the moment. You know, they've, they've got very big men who work hard one after the other up mm-hmm. the middle. Um, their, their halves know when to run the ball and, and when to kick for, for territory and and their outsides are are very, very skilled and it's those little extra skills that, that get them there. Like, you know, Rapana's got a, a lovely little infield kick. And when they get on top when he's in though, space, as well. They can really like fucking just yeah turn the screws and just yes. blast teams. So, um, you know, we we spoke about it earlier. The, the very simple game plan this early in the season for a big team is run them around. Mm-hmm. You know, and and when you supposedly have two halves who are the next big thing, they should be able to do this. How long are you the next big thing for though? Like, because they've been the next big thing for three years, right? I think they're the next More? big thing until the next big, big thing. thing comes along. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. And and who's you know is it Jacks in Melbourne? Is it Lamb at Newcastle? I don't know. Who's the next? Yeah. So that's it. 
there's a, there's a fair bit of time they'll be the next big thing. Didn't with this you talking about the game plan to run around? It was I wasn't even joking. Like yeah, the first ten no, minutes it, or so, the Tigers they were the ones doing all the attacking and they were looking yep. amazing and they were running the fucking big guys around and they were they were tiring them out like straight away. Yes, it was wor- it was working for them and that intercept was more of a product of the pressure, the sustained pressure and dominance. Mm or at least the ascendancy that the Tigers had in the early stages of that game and, and than anything what, else. That's one of the things. The West Tigers normally do very, very well mm-hmm. because of their speed and their mobility. Yep. They'll really get up in the line fast in defence. I remember like, a game against Penrith where the, I think oh, they that took was three intercepts. Yeah. You know? And the, the, the thing is, that's, it's, like, that was actually, dare I say, they were well coached to execute a, a game plan that was actually the correct one. The only problem is no fucking heart. Yeah. Because it, when, it, when it started going against them, geez, they fall quickly. And yes. I don't remember who it was, but I saw an interview with one of the players from Canberra after the game, like as they're walking off, and they said that we just knew <laughs> that we had to stay in it yeah. a, certain, like, a certain amount yeah, of time. basically the same. And then yep. eventually, we're going to... Yeah, yeah. Yep. Which is a terrible reputation to have and about it, and the, it was, about your side. It was about the same, you know. Against Penrith last week, it was two all for mm-hmm. thirty minutes. Yep. And then all of a sudden, gates, you know? floodgates. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I don't know if someone needs to just sit Brooks and Moses down, right, mm-hmm. and get a stopwatch and put it on for eighty minutes. Yeah. And just make them sit there and do nothing. Yep. So they understand that eighty minutes is a long period of time, <laughs> and they have a reference point for the next time they're, they're playing. Yeah, and there's plenty of time to come back if you don't let it get too far away. I, I tell you, I, I, geez, I felt bad for Luke Brooks. <laughs> like, when he got destroyed by Paulo, I mean... Yeah. Paulo, I mean, like, we were saying before the show, like, that guy, he must be just looking forward to the nudie run. Yeah. He must be like, I've got this fucking 16-inch horse cock, yeah. and, um, and I'm, I'm going to swing it around. I will avoid tries. Fish. I'm going I'm to fucking... I'm going to fly fish from, from Bruce Stadium to Fishwick. <laughs> <laughs> on the last day of the year so Elliot you take the I'm, I'm over the line already yeah. so I'm going to give it to you I'm going to dish this try to you mate yeah you pasty little white gun <laughs> <laughs> your little your little little fucking mushroom button mushroom here you go have a try plant that in the end goal <laughs> but yeah. Brooks I mean I know that I know that the players are coached like now it's yeah. more about wrapping up the ball and stopping offloads in tackles, but if you're like a little dude that weighs like probably what Luke Brooks probably weighs about 36 kilos, and he's coming up against yeah. fucking 100 whatever Paulo, mm. at some point you've just got to say, I know it's hard to sum up in the, in the blink of an eye, but at some point you've just got to be like, look, I think we've got the numbers. I I need to go around the ankles to bring this fucking guy down yes. because I am too physically small to jump up and do the chest on chest wrap up the ball exactly. thing because he's going to fucking destroy me. But that's the thing, and, and this is where again, you know, fair enough. You, your attacking game plan should have been very simple, mm-hmm. but it also should have been. Well, look, these are very big people. Mm-hmm. We have very little people. Mm-hmm. Those big people are going to run at those little people. Yep. So either side of the little people come in and help the little people. Yep. Make a fucking lollipop guild and <laughs> and just... You know, because Brooks was on his fucking own. There wasn't even yep. somebody close to helping him out. Yeah, they were, that, they, were, they were numbered up really well. Unfortunately... <laughs> yeah. It, that's that's yep. me as an effort and an attitude thing. Yeah. And it's just... It, it's like just... 
go to the ankles, bring him, bring him down, and if yeah. he passes it, maybe he puts someone over for a try. But man, well, I'll tell you what, he'll he think before the, running at you next time. Yeah, and at least put the put the onus on him to deliver yeah. a crisp offload or a pass, which is not necessarily something that you know you're going to be able to count on him doing anyway. So while he's falling, yeah. yeah. So. Um, I I just really hope, and this is another reason why, if I was looking at the Tigers, I'd clear out more than a lot of people probably would. Yeah. Simply because once you have it in you, I think there's a little bit of, well, if we cop a couple of these a couple of weeks in a row, once you've got that sort of mindset in you yeah. to get rid of somebody you don't like or that passive-aggressive yep. will perform poorly so yeah. it will affect somebody else. Yeah. Do you think they did? If the big four wanted clarity before they re-sign, right, do you think the clarity was we want to make sure that it's not going to be JT? Or... And then if that and if that's the case, yeah. So, at some point, just be fucking professionals and do your exactly. Like, yeah. Seriously, grow up. So, De Niro, that uh, hash tigers in decline with a six instead of the G. Mm-hmm. It's just so satisfying, no matter what else happens. <laughs> Curse Chapeau. This is the true definition of a decline. Win the first game of the season and get anal the next two games. Hash tigers in decline. Hey Sam Warden, I'm so glad we let Austin go to build a team around these young tiger cubs. MJ Eagle 23 big props to the Tigers for the big improvement mm. losing by 42 in this game 2016 and only 40 this year hash baby steps <laughs> <laughs> Troy underscore 79 last three games 158 to 22 wish we could play the Tigers every week and uh Ouch. Caleb Shanks this margin will take the Raiders from 16th to 8th comp so tight even Hopper couldn't get a finger in mm. And had to had to include one from the biggest tiger because he is the biggest Tigers fan. He is. It says it, it says it on the label. I've come to a decision. Hash Zen hashtag Tiger for life, and he's uh, giving us a screenshot from you know Notepad or whatever. I'm just settling for losing more than winning this year. Hear me out. I don't have any control. I can't change the club. So I'll enjoy rugby league and be pleasantly surprised when the Tigs win. It's all I can do. So I'm going to do it well and enjoy it. That's incre- that's incredibly depressing though too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not not depressing. It's it's like it's it's sad and it's somber. Yeah, yeah. Knowing what a big fan he is of the yeah, Tigers, like, the, like it's, yeah, yeah. When when a club drives like their biggest supporters to that, yeah, yeah, like, man. I got an old bloke who lives a couple of streets up, Tigers fan. Yeah, and he's he's like that. Start of the year, he's got a flagpole. Well, so it'd be half master or just like there's the Tigers thing out there and then after it happened after we um, destroyed them last year yeah you know after that game the flag came down the Aussie flag went up oh he's just taking the flag down didn't yep. even didn't even have half master or even turn no, it upside down no, for and, the, and it's single for the stress because he's this old bloke and he obviously loves the Tigers so much yeah. that he raises a flag to them in his house every day yeah and it didn't come back up after that and it came out round one and it came down again last week. <sighs> Poor fella. Sad. St. George, Illawarra Dragons, 16 to feed the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 10 at Reclaim Australia Stadium. And uh, the Dragons had a double to Ewan Aiken with, it, with one of two conversions and three penalty goals. And the uh, Sharkies had tries to Luke Lewis and Edric Lee. And Maloney, one of two conversions. Yeah, uh, look, you know, Flanner came out himself and said that it's probably the worst performance I've put in in, in 12 months. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst. It's the worst. It's a, like round three against Manly last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, every team is going to have a down day. I think there are a couple of players on that Sharks team that 
it will do them well to remember what it's like to lose to an underdog. To go in expecting to, to romp over and and to to have it handed to you. This game means so much to the Dragons and their fans, as you'd see like on, on social media afterwards, like their fan they've this this yeah. massive feeling in this game and I don't think that the Sharks The Sharks don't respect the Dragons at all. Certainly not anymore. They've become they've become big brother now. Yeah. So for, for the first time, you know, probably in the history yeah. That's it. Of the clubs. Um, and, and you know, you, you're talking about, you know, Fafita pushing people in tackles. Mm-hmm. And that that is just that dickhead mentality of, you know, of, I'll do this and, yeah. yeah, you can't do that to me. And yeah. and to give away penalties while you've got the ball. Yeah. It, yeah, ab- absolutely shocking. Um, the the Dragons, you, you're right, they were there to, for a point. Um, Aitken made up for his shocker last week. But there, there was still that second half fight back from the Sharks, and I reckon another five, seven minutes. But they would have, they would have jagged it. They come back just, just through one half of football. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, look, the the Dragons are are playing good footy. They're not they're not a, a world beater at the moment, but they're doing simple things well, and and they're improving on things that let them down last week. So, you know, the, there's a, a little bit there to be happy about. And now tweets from the the, the Dragons fans. It just se- it seems to me it's, it's almost like a tweet like Sharks fans. And like so, I, I didn't include all the tweets because they're just just the filth, the filth and the flan filth <laughs> from these people. Wally Frogmore, we finger fucked the scum like we were manually rewinding a VHS tape. <laughs> Hashtag up up the cornhole. Hashtag in Mary we trust. Hashtag doused is grouse. Oh. Cruzy 06 Gus was right about the Sharks Premiership Hash fluke <laughs> And Devonhead All capitals This is tweeting in the style of our You know our, The, the yes. special K Not even a Premier's asshole These peptide cheating cunts Bow before us cunts As we jizz all over you Hashtag <laughs> Goals <laughs> Goals not AVOs Ouch Yeah And there were There were more tweets like that though As well That's Yeah like, on. There's just a threshold That has to be <laughs> That's me best. Alright, back again for another week of Ask Nat with the lovely Nat Sinclair. How are you doing, Nat? I'm good. How are you? Doing great, doing great. Now, it would appear that the Ask Nat hashtag has been hijacked over the last day. By um, a charity called Ethiopiad, which is a charity in the UK, and the reason they've hijacked it, they've started doing this stuff with. There's only about like half a dozen tweets around it, but they're doing. They got they hijacked it for a live Twitter interview with oh um, my God. With, with Natalie Imbruglia. Oh no! And and it's an interview about obstetrics and fistula. Oh with Natalie God. Imbruglia, and so uh, it makes me think, what does Natalie Imbruglia have to do with obstetrics? And it makes me think that perhaps her song "Torn" is about something that I, something different to what I thought it was. 
Yeah, that's a bit of a worry. Yeah. <laughs> I would never have you correlated the two of those together, but now it's going to be mixed in with what football question? I sus- yeah, as so, well. so, as it, so I guess she's a patron for this charity or something over in the UK. Or oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was hilarious. I saw Natalie and Brilliant. I thought, what are you, what are you doing, guys? I haven't, you, when, you do, when you implement a hashtag to, to go with your charitable thing, you may like, just have a look if it's been used before and the context. Yeah, just and, check. And, uh, yeah, so it's basically like a bunch of this footy, <laughs> these footy questions. Oh my god, mixed in, and then, mixed in with charity. Oh god. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Charity, your, your live Twitter interview is going to be go hilarious because there'll be people reacting to this episode of the show and asking you questions and commenting what you say today. It's good publicity, yeah, you know. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> At least it's great. We got, getting it out there to the UK. Hey, we just spread that. We gave a couple of nads. We get a Natalie and Brulia. You know. <laughs> she can come on the show next week. We'll see what she says. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what she thinks about things. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the first, the, the first thing, and this is uh, you, you've been you've been tweeting about it a little bit um, over the last couple of days. But um, <clears throat> Beer Boy One Eight Two has commented on it. He says, "No, the cat suits are gone." Oh, this is worse than the time that Mac has had you guys put t-shirts over your cat suit, cat suit outfits. And he's well, like, "That was Why? the worst day of my life." <laughs> <laughs> I oh, I was not happy that day. <laughs> So, I mean, you've been tweeting about it, but for the people who, who don't follow you on Twitter who, or who aren't on Twitter, give us a story about the new the new outfits. Okay, so the cat suits, can I just say, they were three years old, and I loved them too, and I was attached to them as well, but they were three years old, um, and that material does not last three years. What, it was what are they constructed the from? Was it like genuine, genuine 100% oh, it was fake like vinyl? Oh, PVC kind of PV, thing, yeah, okay. literally like... Yeah, and it got to the point last year when we made our late run to the finals, we were thinking, if we made the grand final, are these costumes going to stay together for a grand final? Like, it was, it was, you know, we just got there yep. um, last year. So then this year, they obviously decided to go off in a different direction and go for more, um, you know, athletic kind of thing. Sure. And look, it's a lot easier to dance in. It's, it's. I do enjoy having something different. It's always, um, we usually change uniforms every two years, but because of the success of the cat suits, I suppose, um, we stretched it for three years. So it was definitely overdue. Sure. Um, but I understand that everybody's a little bit heartbroken. I think, you know, a part of us all dies when the cat suit goes. The cat suits so. <laughs> were, so, they were so different to anything we'd seen in, in cheerleading for yeah. any of the clubs. I think they really put you guys on the map. They did. They really did. And I remember at the time, it was my second year of cheerleading. And there was the when they first came out, it was the biggest uproar, like you wouldn't believe, yeah. when they first came out. Um, it was ridiculous. And um, I did a few interviews in regard to that. Um, and, um, yeah, it was a bit of an interesting spot. I think I was only 20 at the time, and I was doing all this interview stuff in regard to the um, cat suits, trying to, like, diffuse it a little bit. Yep. Um, and you've got to be careful as well with media because you know, I remember one article – uh, they asked me a question about what I thought about the other cheerleading uniforms and I gave a diplomatic answer and then the article came out just focusing on, you know, the competition between cheer squads. Yeah. So, um, yeah, at the time, it was this massive fuss, but then everyone really grew to, I think, really like them and embrace them, saying that I think there's there's a lot of comments on, like, the Panthers' websites and things like that from women <laughs> saying they prefer the new outfits. So I guess it's... um. <laughs> Um, trying to please everybody a little bit now. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's better than uh, going the full Russell Crowe and becoming a marching Ditching band. us all together. Now, yeah. that would be a tragedy. Yeah. That would be tragic. So, <laughs> we don't want drummer boys at Penrith. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, and and like you were saying uh, in uh, previous episodes, I mean, you guys are moving towards doing some more like American-style cheerleading, some more acrobatic sort of stuff yeah. to, outside of just, you know, just dancing and... 
and shaking pom poms in, and so exactly. it, that that it's would be really quite difficult. Hard, and, to be honest, yeah, yeah, it's really quite hard. Like I struggle a little bit, <laughs> um, but I'm sure I'll get better when we go. You know, throughout, I'm not the strongest of the dancers either when it comes to our squad as well. I think I'm a lot of the time my. Um, passion for the team has gotten me through a few of these auditions um <laughs> so it's a bit tricky for me to pick all this stuff up but you know we'll do it for the te- for the team you know <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i see i, I noticed that, that the panthers have uh embraced the uh, embraced you know the the ask that section and they've, and they've tried they've interviewed you put you on a video and uh, and put you out there yeah. I mean, like yeah you know, acting like they discovered you or something how dare they we know we know (laughs) we all know the truth is all good no it was um it was really nice of them actually i was really quite happy when they asked me to do that because um i do like to try and go towards trying to break that stereotype a little bit because as much as we try you know it's still out there very much even when i started um you know with my career there was a few people saying to me before i got my job are you sure you want to do cheerleading because it might you know obstruct you getting a law job and at the end of the day my the way i got my law job was i emailed my current workplace who sponsor penrith and i said hi i'm a cheerleader i see you sponsor penrith do you have any intern work going yep that caught their eye and then they came and found me at a game and offered me some intern work. And then I got a full-time job from there. That's fantastic. So, that actually opened the door. To everybody who says that cheerleading is going to block your law career, it got me my law career. So um, I think it's really – it's special to be able to, like, you know, make that known. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that, and that, that whole uh, scenario there you just described, it probably some, somewhat answers one of the questions that we have um, from Bethany <laughs> saying uh, – as a woman who cheerleads and does law, do you ever get situations where people don't take you seriously because of it? Well, yeah, I, absolutely. Especially when um, I had, you know, lecturers at my university um, questioning it, then that sort of thing. Like, obviously, my, some of my friends, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I always said, even, you know, when I first started cheerleading at 19 and I started my degree at the same time, if somebody doesn't respect me or take me seriously because of something like that, I don't want their respect and I don't want to be taken seriously by them yep. because I think that's a reflection on them, not me. And I, I'm keeping that going throughout. You know, I'm about to become an actual proper lawyer now rather than just a paralegal like I have been for the past few years. And I stick by the same thing. If somebody's going to judge on based on something like that, um, just on the surface, then they can do that. I don't care for it. So there's plenty of people out there that I really respect their opinion who will take somebody on more than just face value. So um, I guess that's answering that question Mm -hmm. that you just got to stick with it. And, you know, I'm not going to change to just fit a certain mold that people think you need to be to do a certain thing. And um, I'm not going to do that. So hopefully that leads to other women doing the same thing because, you know, it's I think men can do that if they want. They can do whatever they want and no one thinks twice. So um, I definitely want to try and help other girls do the same thing and who knows in the legal career it might work as like a some kind of like a like advantage <laughs> thing like they'll come in they'll underestimate you oh i, <laughs> I think so 100 percent. you gotta you gotta earn their respect and they they sometimes i think i've had comments about people being surprised um that i'm competent at my job <laughs> um, but <laughs> and that's funny i mean they probably mean it like a compliment but i mean what a backhand yeah at the time i'm like okay thanks for that <laughs> But, um, you know, I'm, I'm really happy right. And luckily, I've got a good workplace that supports it. So I've hit the jackpot there. So um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it definitely hasn't stopped me in the slightest. So Okay, now we have one from at uh, Tall Hayden on Twitter. And he's, he sent this to us via, via direct message. And um, Jay and I spoke about it a little bit, um, but I want to get your take on it as well. He said, um, hey, mum, dad. 
if you <laughs> grab your legal pom-poms on for a sec, there's lots of talk re-concussion and subsequent legal action from players. Yeah. Overwhelming majority of players don't wear headgear, which while it won't mm-hmm. stop the concu- all, the, all the concussions, it can reduce the severity of the head trauma contact. Would a player's decision to not wear headgear be a possible argument used in any civil suits? And he said, can you, okay. can you please can you, can you argue both sides and present a 5,000-word essay on my desk by Friday? Oh, done. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> um, look, I think that initially when it comes to players suing um, due to concussion and things like that, I don't think there's much of a claim there for anybody mm-hmm. um, due to the, the risk that they are taking by playing the game. Um, it's not a new thing being tackled in rugby league. Yep. Um, it's, it, by, if anything, it's getting um, softer for them yep. due to all the different rules and things like that. Um, I, that's a very, I've never actually thought about the headgear point, but that's a very, very um, significant um, point to bring up. I think that sometimes, obviously, it's not just their mental state after the at the end of their career, but it's their physical state as well. Yep. So a lot of these players, when they turn 40, 50, like they can barely walk because of, you know, what they've, they've gone through when they're playing. But that's not as, you know, brought up as much. But it's the same thing we're dealing with here. Yeah. And these these players get paid so much money and they don't complain at the time. And then in 10 years' time when they're like, oh, I'm not as sharp as I was and, and that sort of thing, you can't go and then sue because you you can't go and be some businessman because of your head problems. Yeah. Um, it's an inherent risk you take when you're playing the game. Um, it's not new. It's not a surprise. Fair enough if I don't know they're making you do something ridiculous at training, which is in, involves banging your head against a wall to protect it or something like that. Of course, that's weird and strange and not normal. And that's, yeah. you know, that's a bit of a point. But just in the in the normal, regular play of the game, they get hit, things like that. It's it's the way it is. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've been in, involved in, uh, in in children's martial arts. And the thing is, the thing with headgear is, I don't even think it's it's that personally that applicable to, to rugby league because... It, the, the traumatic head injury happens from your brain bouncing around inside the inside this cavity, from, yeah. and and headgear headgear prevents your skin splitting and you know like abrasions yeah, abrasions things and things. But like that. Yeah. Your, your brain your head still rattles you know your brain still rattles around in there even with headgear. So I actually think headgear is more. I think it's more like a throwback to a, to a bygone era when to to protect. Uh, guys packing their heads in scrums from getting cauliflower ears and you know all that yeah, sort of thing, you know, um, and like getting massive splits on their heads and things yeah, like that. You've yeah. seen people get stapled, things like that. Exactly. But I think that the main thing here that we've got to look at is in law, especially um, damage doesn't always correlate with causation. Mm-hmm. So as much as someone could have horrible, horrific damage from something like this, you have to go look at the actual causation of it. And if it's in the normal run of the mill employment, like you know, like it is, then unfortunately there's there's not always something you can do there. Is there anything contractually in in uh, in player contracts around like waiver or anything like you know from things like this, or is it just too, is it just look, too, too new to really? I think it's too new. Yeah. I haven't seen a player contract before. Yeah. I'd love to see one, yeah. but to be honest, I don't think play. I don't think clubs would go for that. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't because you're setting yourself up for. You do it for one player, and then it becomes the norm. Yeah, and it, you set yourself up for, you know, God knows what down the track. Because of course they're not going to be as sharp because of the constant hitting. Look, my brother's 17 and he played. He played league yeah. last year. And he got, I think, three or four concussions, Jeez. so he's not playing anymore. Yeah. He's not playing anymore because of that. He can't anymore. They kind of said that to him, you can't play anymore, you know, you, you, that's that's enough. Yeah. I think the club doctors um, do it. You, we saw Liam Fulton, he retired early because of it. Like, he got warned and he just, he, you know, they helped him come to the conclusion 
that he needed to retire early because of the risk yeah. that was and he probably and I wouldn't even really say it was early for him either. I mean, he probably yeah, he was well, probably a couple of concussions early. later than he even should have. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. I think that's the one thing that there is a bit of an issue with is you do see things like you know the Josh Dugan incident on the weekend. Yep. That's probably not the best look um, for for the league and for younger kids as well to watch that seeing someone get flat knocked out for a good five or six seconds and then stay on the field I don't see the harm in taking him off just to do an assessment they probably should have done that and I know that they've gotten around it with I I understand that but at the end of the day look at the risk over the reward like you're risking serious injury to a player and just generally a bad look for him staying on for 10 minutes in, in round three you know, it's not a grand final. I understand that. And you also see, you know, I think that these players want to be heroes and they want to stay out there and all that sort of thing. But sometimes you just need the doctors. It's up to them to say, no, you get off right now and you do this assessment. But I think they're doing a pretty good job of it. Last year, I think they did a pretty good job of it. This year, we've seen a few funny, funny ones so far. But I think generally it's improving. Yeah. What do you think about Greenberg putting these fines out? Oh, I think they're a bit excessive, to be honest. Do you think, that, um, do you think the clubs just, even care about the... Like that much? Do you think a fine is a, is a sufficient I deterrent? Don't, or? I don't think this fine is going to stop, say, for a grand final situation. Oh, yeah, never. And someone's best player is out there and he's knocked. I don't think they're going to think, oh, we're going to take him off because we're going to get a $100,000 fine. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, I think it's just a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to some negative media publicity they've had from the weekend's events. Yeah. So um, I think they're just, I think it's a bit silly, to be honest. I like Greenberg, but I think that was a bit silly for me. Yeah, actually, I, 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 I can't stand him. However, I think, oh, really? I think it was good to send a message. I think it was like a, even if it's like a PR purpose message, like a wider public yeah. message, at least it's sort of, yeah. it, it kind of makes the NRL, look, we care about this issue. And so look at us, we're, we're doing something. Yeah, it's just a matter of how effective that is, and it's probably yeah. not going to be. It, it, you know, it, you know, it'd be more effective if they say, if your player does that, he can't play the next week. That'd be more effective. That's funny, Jane. I actually then, spoke about that, and, and that that was yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we came to as well. Yeah, because that's what they care about. The same thing with the judiciary. How I think they're offering fines for a lot of yeah. to solve a lot of problems. Do you think those people care about money? No, nah. they care about paying, playing the next week, and so do the team. Yep. And if you've got a, an idiot player who's going to do something ridiculous and blatantly go against the rules, then yes, they deserve to sit out the next week, and your team deserves to have that, you that know, penalty, yeah. um, because of it. Yep. So I, I don't think money is ever the right way to go for it in rugby league because clubs have money, players have money. And, and, and in the money. case of in the case of the Gold Coast and and uh, the Knights. The NRL Take money out of the left pocket and put it in the right pocket, you know? Yeah, good on you. Like, that's wow. And everyone knows that. Everyone sees that. Yeah. So it kind of decreases the effectiveness of that punishment. But how about the Gold Coast one? I mean, it was like the, the, the Dugan one was 100,000 straight up. And the, mm-hmm. and the one for the Knights, um, who was it, Brendan Elliott? I can't remember. Yeah. That was, that was 100,000. Yeah. And then the Titans had three guys and it was 150,000. So yep. what I was yep. saying about the Gold Coast brains... Yeah, they're saying they're worth or like you know half of the other ones. Yep. That's what they're saying. Yeah, like, you know, you know I'm, so. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that, but you know, I'm just looking at the facts <laughs> presented in front of us. You know, exactly. That doesn't make sense at all. I don't know how they calculated that one, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got a final, final question for the week. Is mm-hmm. uh, from from one of your biggest fans, I think, and it's uh, I don't know why there isn't a blue tick verifying this uh, this uh, fake Lewis Brown <laughs> account, but. <laughs> Hello, Nat. My question is, who's your favourite player named Lewis to leave Penrith and sign with Manly? Well, that really narrows it down for me. It really does, doesn't it? Oh, Lewis Brown, bless his soul. My only only regret with that question is that there's not another Lewis somewhere that we could have said. 
when, when I read that, I racked my brain. I was like, is there a Lewis? Like, is there one around sometime? And there's not. Yeah. There's just not. There's so not. Yeah. from process of elimination, Lewis Brown. Title, <laughs> title set up. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very disappointed in him for not kicking the winning field goal on the weekend. I, but I mean, you had your life savings on it. I did. Oh, what are you going to do now? And then... Oh, I don't know. It's all Lewis. With, I'll sue him. With your high paying, with, with your high paying lawyer your job and all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good chat, Nat. Yeah, thank you. Lovely very much to have you again. on again, and uh, yeah, well, uh, everybody, if you want to, if you want to ask Nat a serious or you know the the more serious, if we can front load the serious well, questions Brown like we did, question. yeah, yeah, I mean like Lewis Lewis Brown twin, you're not gonna, you're not going to get on every week, so don't don't go, don't, don't go too crazy, um, but yeah, I mean serious questions, whatever. Hash ask Nat, and while you're on there, maybe you might want to double up and, and ask Natalie and Brulia a question about fistula in Ethiopia. No, yeah, that's that's t- totally your prerogative. Um, I'll research that within the next week, so I've got some um, answers ready for those questions coming from you know some UK fans. Yep, yeah. And now, if you need any extra, if you need any extra characters or whatever, you can't do it fit in the tweet. Feel free to you know send it to us via DM or email to hello at thisweekinleague.com or you know send us a private message on Facebook. Whatever. More questions, Amaria. And um, once again, thank you very much for your time, Nat. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. See you then. Previews for round four. Kicking off on Thursday night for the South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Roosters. Yes. In the, the, the derby that's so meaningful to those two clubs. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not to anyone else, but I'm not not saying it. Look, I'm not saying it, but I have heard people saying that it's not important to anybody else. Um, I think that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I think the Roosters are far further ahead in their development than the Rabbitohs. Yes, but it it is a, it is a meaningful game for these two clubs and their fans. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think maybe if they had a fit Inglis, and maybe if this game was played in a couple of rounds, then then South would would be a stronger chance. But I think the Roosters will get this one comfortably. I look forward in this game to to Cody Walker maybe even getting picking up a Dalian point. Do you know he's got no Dally M points this season? I know. <laughs> Man, I, I said it at the beginning of the season. Mitchell Pearce will not be the reason that that team does well. If they do well, it will not be on the back. Oh, sorry, Cody Walker. You're talking about Adam Walker, Reynolds. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Oops. They swear. teams. But yes, Mitchell Pearce is not going to have any... He, Cody no. Walker will not have any bearing no. on the success of Mitchell Pearce. How's Kiri doing? Has he got any Dally M points? Yeah, he's, is he leading? Oh, there you go. He's going. He's going very well. Yeah. He may be the narrative, Dally, and I don't th- like. I don't, the Dally M is not generally like a narrative sort of thing. Oh. You can't tell me that there was a conspiracy to make Ryan James the leader for fucking ages last year. No way. There wasn't. There was. A conspiracy. He put himself in that position. Yeah, there was a conspiracy to fucking stop him from winning. Well, he fucking stopped himself, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he got to keep it going, son. <laughs> it wasn't like he was robbed. He was wrong. He put himself in a position that, that no blind. one ever expected. Exactly. <laughs> it went dark, and then all of a sudden, he comes out the other end, he's losing. <laughs> Kiri, though, he's looking at his uh, like good chance at the moment. So, the, the Rabbitohs, of course, you know, have, have some suspension issues with, uh, with uh, Grub Burgess. Yes. Heimel Hunt, Braden Burns, they're all gone. Um, so, that, that puts Walker, Walker fullback, and then uh, Johnson to the wing. Is that how they're going to play? It's, it's hard. It's 21. Who knows where they're, they're going to put who they name where. Look, did I see Tim Grant playing lock for the Tigers last week? 
Oh, I didn't like see, he was wearing I, 14. I didn't see any. I didn't see anyone playing for the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Roosters, though, I mean, uh, they're, they're unchanged lineup. Um, Fingers Ferguson is uh, back in the twenty-one, so there's word that he's an outside chance to return from uh, from his rib injury. But mm. yeah, I think they're just going to keep on trucking at this stage, and I, there's every possibility that they can win quite well too. Yep. Friday night, the Friday night shit slot. Penrith Panthers take on the Newcastle Knights. Yeah. So pull a sickie to watch this one. Yeah, well, it's yeah Penrith Penrith fans. If they're not working in Penrith City, yeah. If they don't work well, if they if they're not if they work in Penrith City, they'll they'll probably get home in time to watch it on TV. Yes, may make it. If they work in the, the CBD, they won't get home until uh, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Like I've I've been to footy games yeah. where I've had to work late or something, and then yep. okay, yep, I'll jump in and come in. 10 minutes, 20 minutes into the first half. Mm-hmm. I don't think even I could get to a game if I was going to arrive there after halftime. I don't well, think... Think think about think about like where we where we live, yeah. which is not nearly yeah. as far from the CBD. As Penrith is. Like how many kilometres is Penrith from the CBD? Isn't it? Hang on. Without taking into account the traffic and the, the no, nightmare no, no. Sydney shit. Isn't it like 55? Yeah, I don't... I, I don't know. I mean, you, you, that's yeah. That's your shit. You, well, it wasn't, you tell yeah, me. It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So it's over double. Yeah. It's it's over double the distance yeah. that we are from the CBD in Brisbane. Yeah. With significantly less sort of grid law. It's bad traffic, but you know. Yeah. Probably, exactly. probably less. Yep. Less than less so than Sydney. Yep. And if there was a six pm game and we work at CBD, there's fucking zero chance we could get home, turn around, get yeah. kids or whatever, and go back. There's exactly. zero chance. Exactly. So like, you put this, yeah. like maybe, I, I, and I don't know. Is the NRL banking on it's, companies finishing early on? This Fridays? is a strictly this is a strictly you, TV time slot, but I, and it almost feels like it's a go to the pub after work time slot. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. Rather, yeah. Anyway, it's hard. I mean, with daylight savings, it's fucking hard to watch yeah. in Queensland anyway. Exactly. Even if you weren't working, you know. But um, on the on the game itself though. I got your boys winning this one fairly, fairly comfortably. Yep. To be honest, so um, your mate Cardi, Cardi Sar- party's back. Sergeant Slaughter's back in the in the lineup. Lovely. And uh, yeah, look, you know, Newcastle have shown what what will happen if teams underestimate them. Um, that's right. I don't think I don't think Panthers are, are looking are looking to underestimate them. I mean, Newcastle not even last year. I mean, they didn't fucking win except against the Tigers, but. I don't think people were looking at Newcastle Knights as a guaranteed. You know, they were looking ahead. Oh, I think schedule. they pretty much were. Oh, I, I don't know if they would. Like, have gone do that. you remember the game where they came, like they troubled the storm, and that was yeah. the fucking biggest news of the round. Yeah, that's how bad it was. Oh like. yeah, because their results, their results were absolutely poor though. But I don't think anyone. This this is professionals. You know, mostly prof- conduct as a professional sport. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, look, I think I think the Panthers uh, will be stinging from the. Yeah, yeah, the closeness and yeah, the close defeat last yep. week, that kind of thing. 100%. Uh, at home, great chance to to event, you know, to avenge their loss against a team that you know, despite improvement, is still uh, not, long, not there yet. And they're a team that you know you get on them, get on top early. Yeah, and you could you, know, you could probably blow. They probably still got that you know getting blown away thing. Yes, in in their DNA somewhere. Yep. Uh, the Broncos take on the Raiders in the uh, standard Bronco time slot. Suncorp Friday night football. Mm. Whew. Look, 
are the Canberra Raiders back to the extent, or did they just run into the Tigers and yeah. get rid of a coach? There's no doubt about it that Canberra withstood a little bit of a storm for you know the first quarter of the match, probably not that long, yep. and then came and then came on and and start and blew them away yeah. at the death. In saying that, Brisbane didn't show me anything fantastic in attack last week against Melbourne anyway. Brisbane showed desperation in defence. However, we've criticised the Storm roundly for their attacks. So how exactly? Much, so how much stock do you put in the defence? Um, the the home the home field I think will be a little bit of an advantage in this one. Uh, and and I think both teams discipline, as in if if Brisbane give too many penalties away, mm-hmm. as as they've been doing, and, and and drop too much ball, Canberra will just be too much for them. I, th- um, I, f- I feel like Brisbane are a side though that can stick to the game plan, yes. which is, is going to be run the big guys around. Yep, and they've got a kicking game. Yep, went on. That can also you know facilitate yeah. that game plan. Hundred uh, percent. If Brisbane if Brisbane can hold onto the ball, yeah, and and play to their strengths, they're fine. But you know, whilst Melbourne didn't trouble them too much in attack last week, I think just if there's any weight of possession to Canberra. It'll tip the game that way. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with tipping Brisbane, though. Yeah. The Mighty Man of the Seagulls take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs at Brookvale Oval, as they say, on Saturday afternoon. No, they say Lotto Land, because that's... They say Lotto Land as... Well, it depends which day are you talking about. Everyone. You're talking about the corporate whores. I'm talking about... The corporate whores who don't know any better. I'm talking about the non-hipster cunts who don't, like, use antiquated names for things... Just to seem, you know, unique and retro. <laughs> <laughs> so, to Pow and, and AFB are back. You know, it's, it's nice Woden's Day today. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, I know you call Oh, I'm Wednesday. looking forward to Thor's Day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Thurs? <laughs> oh, you're one of them. Look forward to a hearty mead. <laughs> Fucking Brookvale. <laughs> Sean Lane uh, drops back uh, Bainbridge as well to, to the extended 21 so I'm interested to see how that ends out but I can't imagine a scenario where, where Tapao and Fanua Blake aren't, aren't brought back into the lineup. wow can you imagine Marty Tapao? it's it's a week where we need some bigger bodies in the side yep. uh, what we don't need is, is fucking shoulder charges yeah. and, and, uh, and, and dumbass penalties so yeah. let's hope that Tapao's been put on notice and uh, I mean, Fanua Blake I mean fuck he's <laughs> if he, if he's not fucking, if he's not breaking the rules, you know, on on the field, he's he's fucking beating up, you know, chicks outside. So yes. he he's a lost case. He's just going to just limit his minutes if you yeah. have to. But spot on. Um, I guaranteed victory, and I and I see no reason to uh, to to change it. I think I think the dogs are the the dogs came up against an unin, uninspiring Warriors last week, and a Warriors team that seemed to not want to play to their strengths which happened to coincide if, exactly yeah. with their opposition's weakness at if, the time if this one turns into a a battle in the middle I think Canterbury are too strong I think Clem is in too much form at the moment and and I think that the the dogs will get home in a small margin yeah I guarantee victory for Manly <laughs> <laughs> and you know what when you do things like that you can look really silly after the fact <laughs> But if they come off, you look like a genius, and I'm prepared to make. I'm prepared to. I'm throwing the fucking. I'm, I'm pushing the chips into the Mate, I'll tell you table. What, you you could get a hundred thousand dollars now, yeah. right, and go and put a hundred thousand on ten different stocks. 
Yes. And you could only make money on one of them. Mm-hmm. But you would then have a voice to end up in fucking magazines and television as the guy that picked this stock and you're a fucking oracle. Yeah, yeah. No one remembers the <laughs> And shit less said about it. the others. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, guaranteed manly victory there. The more you put on, the more you get back. Parramatta Eels take on the Sharks. Mm. Well, where are, they, where are they playing this one? They're playing at ANZ, which is kind of like, you know, like it's like Parramatta home game, but it's well, the, the stadium's fucking. But their stadium's rubble. Yeah, it's it's like a home game played in a, new, in a neutral. neutral yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah. Jesus fuck. Okay. It's they're playing in a cavernous. Are there any brown people between Sharks fans and the stadium? Because that would be a huge advantage for Parramatta. Wouldn't you think that the when the when the uh, Sharks fans are just getting their tanks and? Well, no. If there's only one Sharks fan, they're obviously going to be cowardly. Oh, yeah. Unless there's overwhelming of numbers. Course, yeah. And if there are overwhelming numbers, then they'll be riding outside and they won't be there supporting the team. True. So what you're saying is Parramatta are going to win this game yeah, easily. That's it. Yeah, I don't think so. Sharks, <laughs> the Sharks have had their, like, you know, they had a performance they were very unhappy with. Their first half especially was uh, was atrocious. Yeah. Um, smooth Corey back though for the Eels. So. Yeah, I, I don't think it's enough. The Sharks are just going to be too polished and they've got too much strike power out wide. The other interesting little uh, wrinkle is uh, Sigiaro signed this week, named on the 21, so, yeah. he's, so he is eligible to play. Um, Does that strike you as a strange move? Which part of it exactly? Signing another hooker when you've... They wanted him, they've, they've wanted him for, for months, oh, no, though. I know, yeah. I know. Look, I think, I think with, with Braley, he's been named in a nine at the moment. And I don't know if I said it last week, but he's young guys like that. He's been fantastic in the first two weeks. Not so much last week. No. Or the, you know the, the round just played, and that's the thing with you know young players like that. They're going to have amazing performances, but they are absolutely not going to sustain them across the, across yeah. the entire you know hmm. season. Ciara, on the other hand, he's a known quantity, etc. Yeah, I, I reckon they'll play. Ultimately, I think they'll try and play them in a... More from the point I'm saying that, you know, Michael Ennis was a settling factor yeah. for that team. Yeah. When everything was getting way too out of hand, he yeah. was the one that would just calm things down and yeah. and control things. And and if you've got an opportunity for that kid to be brought up in that mould to play that way with that team, that's not Sugiara's game. No, but I mean, Ennis is not there to teach him... Yeah, Ennis is mentoring... The young kid. Yeah, but it's, a, it's one thing to sort of, you know, to be like a mentor, but it's another thing for him to come up as an apprenticeship while he's... Oh, playing. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, he's not going to play on the field at the same time as Sergio either. No, not at the same time, no. I mean, you, you would expect if they're going to use both of them, it's going yeah, to be a... that's it. Yeah. I guess we just have to wait and see. Hmm. How's he going to... We just have to wait and see what they're going to do with him. I would assume that once he's up to speed and everything, they're probably going to start with Sergio, yeah. right? Yeah. So... Oh, the money that they would have had to spend on him, and yeah. I didn't see the contract figures or, or anything like that. But hmm. I mean, he's a starting, he's a starting hooker, yeah, a starting is. NRL hooker who yes. would be a be, he's be, an eighty-minute player. We'd be paid accordingly. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. which once again, it's like it's like this, it's like the Billy Slater monster thing too. Like you brought this guy in, and you, you you want to take the best out of this guy now who's there, but it's it's going to be at the expense of the development of the next guy. Although the the time frame isn't as, you yeah. know, this is Billy's last, you know, this, yeah, this Billy, is it, this is for him. So you're delaying Munster, you're killing him for a year, kind of thing. Whereas, yeah. you know, Sigiara's got a lot of footy left in him. Uh, yeah. 
he may and he may not. I mean, when did he last play over there? Mm. Yeah, I know. That's the Super League pod, guys. But the, the reason why I say that is, I mean, he's named on the, you know, he's named on the extended bench sort of thing. But there's a yeah. there's a there's an opportunity yeah, that he exactly. won't even play. So he might not he might not return for a little while. Mm. Uh, the Titans take on the Cowboys. Oh, sorry, I'm going to go to the Sharks on that one, right? Yep, yeah, me Sharks. too. Uh, Titans take on the Cowboys. This one is uh, at Hope Solo Coliseum. Not that it really matters because it's not like it's a, a you know a, a fortress for the Titans. It's not. It's it's really the the only teams that strikes fear in the heart of are the ones that do kegels that, that like to play in front of crowds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they kind of they, they trick teams into thinking it's like a just a media training session. <laughs> no, Tamu Malu Malu Malu, ten million dollar man, back for the Cowboys this week. It's. I, I'm going to be really interested to see what what Bolton and Code do. Whether there is that step up factor. Yeah. You know they they can use last week as an excuse. Uh, but I think un- unless the Cowboys really come out here and show that that was a blip, it'll put a big dent on, on whatever psychological advantage they may have for a, a couple of the rounds to come. Like Manly last week, this is, you know, the Titans will never get a better opportunity yep. against, the, against the Cowboys. That's it. Uh, Copley, Dale Copley was... Uh, Recently signed, like like signed before last game, but they didn't they didn't do the, the put him in the twenty one thing, so he wasn't eligible to play for them last week. Yeah. But he is this week, and he's named to start in the three. Yep. Um, which puts McQueen in the second row, which is probably Where a, a better, yeah, exactly a better place for him. And uh, Vito as well. Yeah, Vito's making, been named yeah. in the five, making his first appearance. This year, yeah. and uh, that's, uh, that's at the expense of Zillman. Poor guy. 17 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, ouch. But, yeah, yeah the, you're right. The, the Gold Coast will never get a chance. Um, it, it'll be very interesting to see what this younger Cowboys outfit looks like. Yep. Um, I, I think they'll have enough in them and enough venom from JT. I just, I just have a feeling... I mean, this is like... The Titans are never going to get. A, <laughs> they're never going to have a better shot it, in the entire history of the club until Thurston retires. They're never going to have true. a better chance. Remember, remember, they've still got new players coming in and trying to sort out the the Hayne issues and yep. who's friends and who's not friends. Yeah, yep. But um, but he's not there at the moment, so that gives them an advantage. Yes. Titans, Titans. I'm going to tip the Titans. There we go. First and last time potentially. Nice. I'll probably tip them before. West Tigers take on the Storm. Leichhardt. Sunday afternoon. The optimal time and place for West Tigers to play football, they say. Really? Now they've got to prove it. Plus, they're the against, they're against, they traditionally go okay against the Storm they at Leichhardt. Do. And they've got that just killed our coach bump. You, you have to win the game after you kill your coach. Are West Tigers like are they are they certainties to win this game? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> of course not. Storm with far too much structure. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Oh look, the, the Storm aren't without their own injury concerns. Matt Ballin in the seventeen. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you start him in the nine? So. You experience. I think after last week, the the Storm will either go back to that frustrating style of football just that methodical 
numbers driven well, think, style. Yeah, and Slater, um, Slater it will will be in fullback. Yeah, and he won't have the monster, you know, breathing, you know, looking over yeah, his shoulder. So. Uh, he's got the position back for a little while. So Jacks will be five eighth. And uh, that th- was a configuration where they went well. I think your Bromwiches are gonna gonna have a little bit of fun up against that Tigers forward pack as well. Oh, and if they can get yeah. so. And and they'll all be like just watching that watching that polo break the the whitehead try and just be like, oh, <laughs> just put it on my chest and just fucking run me. <laughs> Don't need to run for a whole mate. I'm just gonna run straight at Brooks and Moses all day and see which one rolls over first. Yeah. So, um... look, you can't. I mean, the Storm undefeated. Uh, the Tigers are in decline. Yes, there's a lot of. On form, you can't tip against the storm. Exactly. There's, there's so many of those little intangible factors, that, you know, the, 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 around the Tigers that like up versus the Stormer. Yeah. But you can't, you know, if you're a betting person, you can't, you know, you can't mm. risk money on those those things. You've just got to go for the safe option. Yes. Uh, the Dragons take on the Warriors. Based on form, I can't go against the Dragons on this one. Yeah, I feel really bad about tipping the Dragons because I'm really not yeah. comfortable with them as a side that can play football. However... Uh-huh. I'm less comfortable with the, with the Warriors. Warriors. And yeah. uh, look, they get they get foreign in, um, yeah. but he's not an answer. Exactly, and he's like he's in 22 on this extended thing. Yeah. So I guess he's eligible and okay and can physically play football now. I, I can't imagine they wouldn't put him in if he's if he's good to go. But who knows? We don't know until until exactly. until we know until they run out. And what's to say? You know, there's combinations. Things need to be worked out. So it's I'm, I'm certainly not going to tip the Warriors just based on you know some mythical no you know, not at all degenerate character that may or may not play in their side. So I have to go to the Dragons. And I feel terrible about doing it because I'm really not confident in them either. Tipping them against anybody. Dra- Dragons but, are at home. The Warriors yeah. don't typically travel well. Yep, that's enough. full-time of episode 247 thanks for listening everyone uh and as always you can interact with us on twitter so follow at twi league and we're also on facebook.com forward slash this week in league uh i see you guys sharing it every week so thank you to to the people who do uh, it's much appreciated um itunes we got an absolute drowning in reviews this week it was it was it was it was an absolute bukake of reviews <laughs> So thank you for everyone who answered the call. Um, Lovely. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's one of the best ways to support the show. For whatever reason, Apple use that sort of thing as criteria for their ranking. Um, and it's one of the ones that we do, one of the ranking criteria we do actually have control over because unfortunately we've been around for years and years now so we can't benefit from the being a new show, a new podcast. Yes. That's, uh, that's the main one they use. But uh, this one we got... Let's go in uh, reverse order. So we've got our celebrity endorsement, five stars from E underscore Rascals. I give this pod nine out of ten poorly cooked chicken dinners. Robbie Farrer from Balmain. Fantastic. We got a uh, MC Graveyard. <laughs> Five stars, best rugby league podcast out there. These two provide an in-depth and yet hilarious look into all the latest NRL games and news, consistently providing good, solid content. And as a Sea Eagles and New South Wales fan, this podcast is very easygoing and joyful to listen to. Love the work. Oh. Love your work, MC Graveyard. MC Graveyard. Especially the fact that you're a Manly fan. Uh, we're going from Mud Fudge. No more X Factor, five stars. 
Jay is one of the best informed commentators on the game of rugby league. I very much enjoy the opinion just, of a well-informed just... student of this mighty game. I enjoy the presence of a female commentator, albeit uninformed dancer. This wonderful lady of real understanding. How may I worship her? Not meaning insult. My granddaughter, 10-year-old, watch your language, thinks this woman is her idol. I applaud your choice to integrate, I said how it was spelled, this correspondent, and the Super League spies in the UK. I love this show more than any other for your wonderful words about the game I love. You guys are really special. Make more contact and rate on iTunes. Go Parramatta. Fantastic. Although you'd probably need to go and listen to some more commentators of the game if you think that I'm the most informed. There was a, there was a, there was a curiously worded review. That's fantastic. <laughs> and and I have a, there's a lot to unpack. And I'll tell you what, if you are looking for role models for a young lady, there are far worse you could do. Um, then uh, you, you can say far worse, or you can say there are not many better. There are there there are no better female role models. Yep, exactly. Like you know, until until fucking Julie Bishop pilots the first manned mission to Mars, <laughs> there are no better female role models than that Sinclair. Bud Smoko has sent us a review, five stars. <laughs> the title of the review, Bud Smoko. <laughs> all about Bud Smoke these guys are too smart for this game so it's great they don't find it beneath them they definitely have that certain I don't know what <laughs> je ne sais quoi you illiterate fuck <laughs> he put it in quotes so he knew what he was saying King Levius hashtag this week in reviews five stars been listening since midway 2016 NRL season this podcast has somehow made footy even better just watching a game and thinking, I can't wait to hear what they say about this, or thinking, why did I base my multi around what they tipped? <laughs> Even after my mate who told me about it said that one of the guys was a manly fan, I gave it a shot, and now I look forward to it every week, and I'm working through the backlog of Epps with Glenn during my daily commute. Real solid community supporting it too. Sick, twisted, foul-mouthed deviants, but solid. Hashtag WarriorsPrems17. <laughs> Hash Jay is real dad to me. <laughs> and now we had another case so from... Uh, on Twitter, at Mitch Doyle 13 he said, I've been disappointed by the lack of reviews lately, and I'd already left you one years ago, so I figured this is the next best thing. And he's, he's now, put a review... Put out there for the new ones, that he is OG. OG. Old school Twill Nation. He has been around for a very, very long time. So what he's done, he's put a review on Gus's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, six tackles too many. <laughs> one star. Just the type of boring, monotone, one-eyed podcast that rugby league detractors have been waiting for. Calling this vanilla would be an insult to the flavour. Serious league fans should leave here immediately and go and download This Week in League. Twill embodies the true spirit of rugby league and is ushering in a new golden age of rugby league media. They constantly tackle the real issues facing the game today without business sponsor slash sponsor bias and can never be accused of watering down opinions or not speaking their minds. Their weekly reviews and recaps are thorough. Their non-elitist approach to listener interaction has garnered the show a thriving online community who take part in friendly banter as well as tipping slash super coach competitions forget downloading this biased rubbish Twill truly is a fitting podcast for the greatest game of all that was a fantastic review for us that is <laughs> but oh, I just oh, <laughs> I struggle I struggle to, to completely endorse <laughs> going starting fights with <laughs> with other podcasts with this happened long ago in the past like years and years mm. ago like mm. where where um a bunch of um, listeners took it upon themselves to just like one star every yeah, podcast yeah. and like put these, you know, 
So I'll just like so Look, so it, Gus, it, I know you're listening to the show. That that's that wasn't us. However, we really enjoyed the review as it as it as it related to us. Yeah. But you know, you do your thing too. Gus. Hurry the fuck up with your plan. <laughs> yeah, was it now? We're about the year seventeen. <laughs> Still years. I think he started that plan. It's I think Panther years. I'm pretty, Panther. I'm pretty sure he started implementing the plan when he was coaching Easts. Panther, <laughs> Panthers years are like four human years. <laughs> so Supercoach, Thursday night lights on top. Jimmy Pete's Jimmy Pete's world. Odie McOatface, reach around Robbo. Oh, he's back. Slippery Snakes, Uncle Corey's Oats, Dingbats, Grey Ghosts, Mighty Doggies, and Lamb of God. The top ten. Some terrible fucking supercoach score. Oh, it must be a feature of the just the injuries to gun players and things like that, but yeah. the scores have been very low across I'm in, the board. I'm back in supercoach for the first time in like five or six years, yeah. and I thought they changed the scoring method. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like people aren't getting a thousand even very yeah. often. It's crazy. Oh, uh, everyone's just shit at it. I don't know. Tipping, good night, CJ is on top uh, alone, followed by uh, a bit of a log jam with uh, one eyed tiger, Dr. Knickerbocker, J underscore Chook, GT John, E underscore Rascals. Fuck, he's been all over the show this week. Bend him like fooey fooey. And then we go back one more point to Thidays, Fridays, NZ Tiger, and Matty R. Fantastic. Good job. Um, that's it. Took a time for. Fuck me, dead, mate. This is. The, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know how to address the length of the episode this week. Where did it go? It is the sort of thing that when it is in your face, you don't know how to address the length of it. Exactly. Yeah. This, it's just been thrust in our face. Yeah. And I'm sitting here looking at the length of the show and just thinking, how can I stomach this? <laughs> I feel like having something of this magnitude, yep. just right in front of me of this length. I almost feel like Holmes the sexual. After he lost his bet with his girlfriend at the Sharks Dragons game, involving the loser being pegged. Yeah. Yep. I can. It's. It's. You know. I can only apologise for the length of the show. <laughs> it's just so long. People love. I mean, but yeah, yeah. you three out people. We have because every week we like. No, it can't be that long again. But fucking here we are, and it's not even like we've gone that late. I think we started pretty quickly yeah. on time on schedule this yep. morning pretty good and um but here we are filling that time up anyway go, go find Wi-Fi to download it oh, yeah <laughs> so I apologise for people who want to download over there over their data and uh I can only say that I, it would definitely be two hours next week <laughs> it was a buy <sighs> I'll tell you, just as we're going to hit 50,000 uh, 50, listener episode this year I'm sure of it I'm just, so we'll hit fucking 10 hour episode <laughs> talk next week later